And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with the Drunk. I'm the Red Baron. And I'm joined by... The Mass Chris Massey. And that's it. Well, Rita's kind of sitting Rita, over here, Rita's too. here. Her mic will be on. Uh, she'll be tuned in. We got her sporadically tonight. We got a very special episode for you guys tonight. It is literally just me and the Baron tonight. Yeah, it's just... Uh, it's kind of the way it worked out, I guess. Uh you know, yeah. with the special <laughs> special occasion coming up next week, <laughs> one, I guess this is the one best week show for away it. from our hundredth show anniversary, and uh, just you and me. Cheers to so that, my cheers, friend. Cheers to that. that should be a toast to excellence, just All to right. that. You know, toast of excellence to us for the week. There that. we go. Um, right. So yeah, uh, Mike Mock will be joining us a little bit later. He's out of town on some work. Uh, he'll be skyping in with us. Uh, hopefully, we'll get him uh, linked and. The video as well, so you guys can see him from his glorious hotel room and wherever he is. Uh, and uh, the Riddler is, is is fallen ill, so he couldn't make it today. And uh, Jmar and uh, Souls can't be with us, so just Mass and me holding it down. We got this, and we're we're excited. We got a, a fun show planned for you. Um, we'll do a toast to excellence first. Sure, let's start with toast to excellence. I'm gonna. I'm going to feel very dirty with this one. I'm going to give a toast of excellence to Aaron Rodgers. Ugh. Aaron Rodgers had a cameo on Game of Thrones last night, and he died twice, and it was fantastic. <laughs> so I'm not too familiar. Well, I, I know of the show, but uh, so how, how can he die twice? So it, very, very astute people noticed that it was Aaron Rodgers before he posted on Instagram, but he showed up twice. He showed up as an archer. And then he showed up as a peasant trying to save a woman. He got burned by dragon fire both times. It was fantastic. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's, a good, it's a good toast of excellence. Yeah. If, you're, if you're a fan. You know. <laughs> Listen, bitches died last yeah. night. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard there's kind of a lot of uh, questions to be answered uh, coming up in the, the last episode, right? That's, that bitch that's, is crazy. Yeah. Uh, mine is to a Kawhi Leonard. Uh, for those who, who didn't see uh, the Raptors... Pulling out the victory versus 76ers, Kawhi uh, had the the buzzer beater in the corner. The first Game 7 buzzer beater yeah. in NBA history. Floated one up, you know, pressured by Embiid, I believe, and yeah. just sunk it right in. But he's also, uh, my toast actually, not for not just for that. And I'm not doing that just to razz Souls because he's not here. I would do it even if he was here. Nothing to do with the 76ers. Souls, you suck. <laughs> but in general, his his... Points for the entire series. Uh, let me give you the number. 41, game 1, 29, 21, 39, 33, 35, 45. So, an excellent I think showing. you just read us eight numbers. Did I read eight numbers? I, I may have. So. One, I two, think one of those was three, supposed four, to be the average. Five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. No, it's seven. I All think right. I... Here's the first shot of the night. <laughs> but those are our toast excellence. And Mass, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? Uh, <laughs> Breakfast <laughs> over there. <laughs> Well, listen, it's going to be that kind of show. <laughs> uh, I am drinking The Last of Souls Super Duper super duper Double Citra. <laughs> and I'm actually also having something from the Souls department. <laughs> Kyle has, we, we all have a knack of leaving beer behind uh, here at uh, PPRN Studios. But I'm having uh, You Like It The Juice from uh, Beard Brewery. So, 
Uh, how's that? How's that? Uh, Not great. Private stock for you. Well, let's toast him. Let's toast him. Oh yeah. Cheers to you, sir. Cheers to you. Oh, that private stock is not good. It's warm and it does not taste great. Well, oh. you remember my night with whiskey in college? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been a long road back for you. Yeah, no kidding. I'm still not there yet. <laughs> uh, you got some stuff to tell us? I'm going to get the video going. So, uh, yeah, so we'll start, away? Out, we'll start out with Mass's monumentous moments. Um, so, this, this one is mostly for the Red Baron. I saw this. It's not the most momentous moment that happened in history on this day. But in 1972, Willie Mays' first game as a New York Met, and he hit his first homer. Wow. And it won them the game against the Giants. Wow. The San Francisco Giants or the... The San Francisco Giants. This was in 1972 on the 13th. The New York baseball Giants have moved (laughs) to San Francisco at this point. (laughs) Yes, they have. Um, This one is for the Riddler, who unfortunately couldn't be here with us tonight. Uh, May 14th. I'm sorry. May 16th. 1985, Michael Jordan is named the NBA Rookie of the Year. Start to a monumentous legacy. Uh, (laughs) As an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This one was just very funny to me, and I don't know why. There were a lot of different stuff, like Hank Aaron uh, hit his uh, 3,000th hit uh, on the 17th. But the one that just made me laugh, because they considered it a prime moment in sports history, as that the first Tim Hortons coffee place was opened in Hamilton, Ontario, <laughs> by Tim Hortons. <laughs> and that just made me laugh so much that I had to make that the moment. That is awesome. I, yeah. I like that. Just And it's prominent. It's displayed. It's one of those ones that they actually give you the picture and show everything like that. <laughs> Businessman and NHL star. They put it in that order, which is even funnier to me. So... Being that it is just you and I, I'm going to try and be running most of these segments while I have you saying hi to everybody. Um, I figured we'd touch on a uh, random NFL player for Riddler. So I got to thinking, I asked Rita to pick a sport. Of course, she jumped to football. And I got thinking, what's the most arbitrary thing I could pull out of my ass for a random stat line? So I have to tell you. In Jerry Rice's career, he had 1,549 receptions. He had 22,895 yards. He had averaged a 14.8 yards per reception. And he had 197 touchdowns. Now, I know what you're thinking. These are all pretty good, right? (laughs) You know, it's probably top of the charts. How many tackles did Jerry Rice have in his career? Hmm. Rita, do you want to chime in on this one? Yeah, can he, can he go first? <laughs> sure. All right, how many tackles did Jerry Rice have in his career? Mind you, he played from 1985 until the year 2004. I'm going to go with, you know, those quarterbacks weren't, you know, between um, Mon- Montana and Young, weren't throwing a ton of picks. But, you know, they had to have occurred in fumbles, and I'm sure he got in on that. I'm going to go with... He amassed 20 tackles flat. 20 flat. Rita? I'm going to go with my favorite number. Seven. Red Baron, I think you and I both owe a shot for that. 
Seven exactly? Seven exactly. Wow. That's my favorite number. Rita. Impressive for Rita tonight. Yeah. Thank you. Very nice. Uh, very unsuspecting. Guy. Yeah. I figured I, for a long career, you know, stuff just happens. Well, you figure, like you said, they're not throwing a whole lot of interceptions. And I don't think he fumbled that much, actually. Let's let's check on that real quick. Uh, exactly how many fumbles did Jerry Rice have? He had a total of 16 fumbles in his career. Wow. Now, if you fumble, you're probably not tackling the guy who made you fumble. <laughs> not normally. Not normally. You'd be remiss to say otherwise. Um, and then... Most of the other time, it's probably on the other side of the field if they're throwing picks. So seven makes pretty good sense. What do you say? We toast it up to Reed actually getting that right? Yeah, wow. Thank yeah, I think you. I think I got my shot glass over there. On um, the night that nobody is here. Well, you know what? The people, you know, listening and watching home. And speaking of which, um, we are live on Facebook and YouTube. Come um, watch us. Machine washable. Oh, a little shot, I see, huh? <laughs> Listen, it's going to be a long it's night. It's going to be a long show. That's the responsible thing to do. Yes. Well, to that. Um, Cheers to that. Cheers to that. It's still not good. <laughs> so momentarily, uh, Mock Sheen Washable will be giving us a call on um, Skype there. So don't be alarmed when you hear the the weird ringing. Do, 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 <laughs> yeah. do, do. Oh, wait, that's trademarked, isn't it? Sorry. Um so let's uh, let's talk about last night real quick. We had two awesome Game 7s finish up. Yes. Um, I think the one that is overshadowing almost everything right now is Kawhi's, you know, buzzer beater, which yeah, I mean, was phenomenal. That has my one of my favorite pictures of all time, just seeing him crouched on the ground like that, just staring at it. Ah, uh, fantastic. I don't think you have, a, you have plays like the Minnesota Miracle that stands out to me recently. Um, where the announcer sees it happen and they just freak out. Yeah, this was very tame. It, it was almost like it was expected. Like yeah. was, as soon as he had the ball in his hand, that he was just going to make the shot. Four bounces. Yeah, I saw this thing. Uh, I think it was like Barstool that posted about it. Uh, the double doink became the quadruple, quadruple <laughs> doink. <laughs> it's too bad it wasn't Chicago. I know. Even I know. Um, so with that, you end up having Toronto going up against the Bucks um, in the conference finals. Who you think? Who you got? Early in this year, I had a lot of faith in uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, and I'm gonna hold on to it. I can't. I can't betray it now. There was, you know, when the Celtics had won that game one, I think there was a, a belief that momentum perhaps has shifted. You know, they found their way. I didn't have those those doubts. Yeah, that Milwaukee tended to turn around and just curb stomp them into the ground. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that this this trend will continue. I think there's a, there's definitely that momentum riding with Toronto right now. You got you got to be hyped, you know, to, to win that way in that fashion to go right down to the wire and win. I think there's there's definitely there's momentum, but I think just every so often the team it's it's like it's their year. Yeah. Not not necessarily to win, but to, to go to the finals or the Super Bowl. And then or, you have those teams like the Patriots or the Warriors who are just going to come out and ruin it. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're kind of alluding to what my <laughs> theory is going to be. Um, but I think you know this is Milwaukee's uh, series to lose. I'm I'm anticipating them to win in five. Uh, I, I think okay. They're not, they're not bullet, bulletproof. I, I think they, they definitely can falter. And but I just think there's with with Giannis, you know, playing like he is. I think it, it's enough to get the job done. And I, it's me that if that's the only thing that the team needs, then it's that's good enough. Yep. You know, and like I said, it's just there's those teams that sometimes they just they have that 
that time where it's theirs. So that's kind of my, my thinking on that series. Listeners, you know that basketball is not one of my strong subjects, so if I'm wrong about this part, forgive me. Um, <laughs> you are not forgiven. My understanding is that the Bucks are a relatively young team. Um, and if I'm wrong about this, this in the next 30 seconds is going to sound ludicrous. <laughs> but there's there's something to be said for young teams getting in their own heads, especially when they're marching on. You know, they beat Detroit for uh, they went up four nothing in the series. And then they went up 4-1 on Boston. There's something to be said for a team that gets a little bit too full of themselves. I don't know if the Bucks are that team. They certainly haven't seemed to be that team yet. But I I really think that, like you said, they're going to come through. And I have it going to game six. I do think that the Raptors will pull out at least two. Because um, I love Kawhi Leonard. I really do. Since starting to watch basketball a little bit he really is my favorite player and that's not just because everybody chose the raptors to be my favorite team but (laughs) that's true i forgot about that i love watching him play he's just a whole lot of fun it it saddens me to think he may not be a raptor after this year um well i'll tell you what if they go on to win you never know i think you know that definitely you know that's going to segue into my next question to you so let's talk about game seven last night uh Trailblazers beat the Nuggets last night. Um, I don't want to say in not as convincing of a fashion, but definitely not as flashy of a spectacle. Right. Uh, The Raptors definitely overshadowed in that. But, um, you know, the Blazers looked really good against OKC. Nuggets eh, struggled a little bit going, going up against the Spurs. It was really... Hard-fought series between the two of them going into Game 7. It really was. Um, But speaking on that, I really think that going up against the Warriors, I don't know how much faith I have in the Blazers. Well, you know, you said to yourself, I think it was a really good series. And it kind of was probably one of the better matchups, I feel, of the the teams that went at it. Uh, You know, there's a lot of glamour when you you think, when you talk, you know, Rockets, Warriors, there's that, that... a glamour factor. Uh, I'm just making up that that's that saying. Yes, uh, but a lot of prestige. You know, you know, very flashy. The threes and lack there of defense. Uh, it's a high scoring game, so that that kind of overshadows a lot of kind of like like fundamental basketball. And I think this series, the the Nuggets Blazers, was a series that re- re- represented that. And yeah, um, so that was a, a, a good series to watch. And uh, you said it. You said it yourself that it was kind of overshadowed by the big finish in uh, Toronto there. But with that being said, uh, as I'm uh, babbling here, um, the Blazers have the work cut out for them. I think if they had won in a more impressive fashion in, in Denver, they, they, they didn't go, you know, a full series. I think I'd, I'd have more confidence. Like, you know, these Blazers are, you know, to be reckoned with. But how can you? I mean, you watch the Rockets go. I mean, not that the Jazz were a majorly threatening team. Very good team, don't get me wrong. But Brap, the Rockets went up on them for one in the series and then got trounced by the by the Warriors. It just happens. You know, I, I my thing is, I think there's, we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, like teams that are kind of like snake bitten. Uh, yeah. And I think the Rockets, the, these Rockets anyway, are, are kind of like that. As long as Golden State is the, the squad it is, I think they're... I thought last year was the year they were going to break through, and I really believe that this was the year they were going to break through. Like, oh, they couldn't get them you last year. You do like year. your Houston teams. I do, I do. And I was, I'm was i heartbroken, to say the least, uh, that 
you know, to have kind of the go down and have the momentum swing back yeah. and then to, to lose that way they did. And, you know, the whole Durant thing, like, I get it. You know, it's like, oh, he's one of, if, arguably the best guy on the court. And like, oh, he's out. So, hey, this is this is their window. And they got the advantage now. And the Warriors do what they do. It's still, you know. Just talking on that, I, I was reading a lot of NBA to try and prep myself for today. Um, and I came across something. I don't know how often this term is used. But I read a couple places that they call um, Clay and Steph. The Splash Bros. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it, yeah. That's the stupidest nickname for I, a tandem it, I've ever uh, heard. It, it's I just, understand the meaning behind it, but the Splash Bros, really? It's just modern NBA in the, the world we live in with social media and all that. It, it's, it's just, in 20 years, the NBA is going to become the WWE. <laughs> I, I hope so. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's just a, it's a lame nickname, and I'm sure it'll last forever. And, oh, yeah. And they'll go into the Hall of Fame together as the Splash Brothers. And I'll hate them forever. Um, So you talked about if the Raptors end up winning at all, Kawhi may come back. I've heard rumors that um, Durant being gone is not a foregone conclusion. And I don't know how much I believe that. So everything that I've kind of heard and when I've talked, you know, with Riddler and Souls and J-Mart is that eventually that this Golden State team can't stay together. The, the, no. the money won't won't work out that way. No, it absolutely just, not. But um, oh, is that it? I think it's him trying to call in. All right. Uh, finish up my thought real quick then. Durant is going to end up being that player who got his rings and is now going for the money. How much do you think that's going to happen? I, I, I think it is going to happen. I think he's going to go... Uh, Where the money is? Yeah, right. I, I think so. Uh, I just... I don't know. He, he he got like you said. He got his ring. Yeah, it's the same thing. Kind of like if if Boogie gets the ring this year, I, yep. he's, he's out of there. He's gonna go sign this outrageous contract. Um. So yeah, sorry. Just trying to see if uh. That is Mock trying to call it. He just texted us. It's weird. He rung for a second. Mock, why don't you try again? But um. I don't know. I, I think it would be great to see Durant leave, if only because. I don't like how much power a superstar has in the NBA as compared to a league like the NHL or the MLB. Superstar is going to make a lot of difference in those leagues, but not nearly to the effect that it does for the NBA. Right. And also, too, like, I mean, we've seen the Golden State win without Durant, so there's no question about that. Yeah. But I'd like to see him if he goes somewhere, like, perhaps in the West to make another team competitive. Because in my opinion, I think... You know, I, I just anticipate Golden State winning again. I, I hope not, but I just it, it seems to kind of be the trend. Yeah, I mean, and, um, let's see if we get him I don't think there's anything really to stand in their way. The only ones that I really believe have a shot are the Bucks. I think the Raptors will draw them out, but I don't think they'll beat them. Yeah, that, that's kind of my... Oh, I thought we had them just a second ago. Mike, Mark, phone, home. <laughs> um... So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. I really am curious to find out where... I think it'll be more interesting if we end up with... Uh, I really think the Eastern Conference Finals are going to be more interesting than the Western Conference Finals. Oh, I think so, too. Actually, uh, Mark, do I hear you there? Oh, I hear you, fellas. Oh, I look at that. You. Oh, there we go. It's a little delayed. There we go. Hold on. Let's see if I can uh, get this worked out. 
I can't see you, Mark. But I, 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 I can't. Can... I can't see you guys either. That's all right. We don't need to see Mark to love him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by Mark. I don't say that part, Chris. <laughs> Well, we're trying something new tonight, okay? <laughs> Listen, it's just me and Red Baron tonight. Yeah, where is everybody? Dead. <laughs> Dead and or dying. Uh, Riddler is sick, J-Mark couldn't make it, and Kyle had uh, another engagement he had to go to. Rita's here. Rita's here, though. Yeah, why? <laughs> <laughs> She's our chauffeur, or my chauffeur, anyway. <laughs> Let's be more impressed, Maka. I asked, I don't know if you were listening in earlier, um... Oh, I asked the question to them. Oh, there he is. Look at that handsome, beautiful man. Um, asked this question earlier. How many career tackles did Jerry Rice have? Jerry Rice, 14. Close. He had seven. And Rita got it on the dot. She looked it up. <laughs> no, she didn't. Now, Kendall, I don't know why, but there's no sound coming through Facebook Live. No sound coming through Facebook Live. Huh? Well, at least we know that. All right, Mock, we have you now. How's Massachusetts? Have you peed on Gillette Stadium yet? Not yet. I think I made a mistake on this beer that I bought, though. Yeah, what are you drinking? <laughs> All right, it's called Citrus and Sunshine by Wormtown Brewing. All right, already by the, by the name Wormtown, I can already tell I'm not enjoying that that much. Oh, I bought it because of that name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, look but at I that. Saw, I saw Citrus and Sunshine Assumed IPA American Wheat Ale. Ooh. <laughs> Classic so, mistake. <laughs> then I have a six-pack of Budweiser King Cans to... There you go, to wash it down. So. Let me tell you, Mark, you are not missing much with the, with the private stock. I've already had to take two shots, and I thought I was going to throw up both times. <laughs> Not great. Uh, Kendall, can you, am I able to see you guys through Skype? I'm trying to work on that right this second. So actually, we have volume through a uh, Facebook right now. Oh, I don't so. know why. On mine, it's not working. I don't know. That's you could, fine. You could try sucking less. <laughs> it's probably this cheap hotel Wi-Fi. <laughs> More than likely. Where are you staying? Oh, I'm in a courtyard. Ooh, nice. nice. Uh, any uh, what's the specialty? They got like warm cookies for you or anything like that? Courtyard doesn't do anything nice. <laughs> Um, they have a TV that I can't use the HDMI port. So. Hey, I like that. I was, I thought I was beating the system. I thought ahead. I like brought my fire stick, plugged it in. Input doesn't change. Hey, you could call their maintenance. They might be able to fix it. Yeah, I did that a little while ago. They haven't come up yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta I'm gonna, love I'm going to get them on the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ask him if he likes the Patriots. Then kick the shit yeah. out of him. I don't want anyone to like the Patriots. So, so what are we talking about, fellas? Well, we were talking about the NBA uh, uh, playoffs and uh, leading into the conference finals, but you know how well Riddler and I do with NBA talk. So we're very happy that you're here. Yeah, and my name's uh, the Red Baron Mass. Did I call you Riddler? Yeah. yeah. All right, time for another shot. Because I was uh, going to say, Riddler knows basketball. So, uh, You think that's why Kyle's not there tonight? Still not good. No, Kyle. Kyle had a uh, had something happen to a uh, family. Oh, and family we are thing. keeping souls and his family in our prayers. Souls, you still suck, though. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, we're just trying to be recapping. Uh, we discussed uh the 
76ers Toronto game kind of in depth. And now we're kind of talking about the matchups coming up. And, okay. Uh, so we, we we were just talking about uh, Golden State, Golden State, and yeah. uh, the Trailblazers, yeah. and kind of our our expectations. Our Golden State was just going to roll on like they normally do. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you have any feelings otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think the the Milwaukee Toronto matchup I think is going to be entertaining. Yes, the Golden State Trailblazers one is not Go, Golden Golden State's going to Golden State, but yeah. Yeah, Give up the, two the, early games and then come back to win it all? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to do what they do. Um, who do you guys, did you already pick who you think wins Eastern? So, yeah. kind of, yeah. I, I, I think the, the Bucks roll on. I think they win in five. I said Bucks in six. I think if the Bucks don't win it in five, the Raptors win in seven. Ooh, I like this. Hmm. Now, why do you why do you say that? Give elaborate a little bit. Thing and be like, why? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, to me, the the Raptors are, are red hot right now. Uh, I think they would outlast the Bucks if it went seven. So so Milwaukee's got to get it done quick. I can see that. Get it, kill them before they can come back and outlast you. Kind of like exactly. a marathon runner. All right, I can see that. I'm. I. I don't hate that. Um, Mock, I'm gonna kind of steal one of your segments here. Now that we have a couple people to participate, um, we're on the subject of NBA. So I figure I give you guys three players. I'll give you their stat lines. You tell me who you'd rather have. So our first player in his career, 950 games. Averaged 18.5 points, averaged 9.5, or I'm sorry, 9.5 assists, 4.5 rebounds a game, uh, had a free throw percentage of 86 and an 8, uh, and had a field goal percentage of 46.9. Our second player, 1,073 career games, averaged 22 points a game, averaged 11.7 rebounds and 4 assists. Had a field goal percentage of 54.1 and had a free throw percentage of 73.5. And our last player played in 914 career games, averaged 26.7 points a game, had four rebounds and six assists, averaged a 42.5 field goal percentage, and had a free throw percentage of 78%. Option B. Going with option B. All right, Riddler, what do you... Th- All right, oh, God yeah. damn it. Oh, man, Massey's getting drunk tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Red Baron, what do you think? I'm going to go option... Oh, Kendall figured it out. Oh, we have, we have sound on Facebook Live? I can see you guys now. Oh, that part. All right. Hey, all you people. Oh, right, I gotta, I gotta fix it again. So I'm gonna go option A. All right. But so, Mock, you have selected Sir Charles Barkley. Nice. Kendall, you selected Chris Paul. Ooh. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, 
So oh, I, wait, he plays for Houston. <laughs> well, uh, Chris Paul is a great ball player, but he doesn't have the prestige of Charles Barkley. Come on. Uh, player number three was Allen Iverson, by the way. Yeah, I'm all right on that. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> so that was player ABC. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Piss off if you didn't. We love you anyways. So, Mock, tell us a little bit about your journey. What have you done up there? Have you done anything fun? No. <laughs> Just sat, work the entire we sat time? in a room today. Oh. That's your maintenance call. We'll be Phone back to turning. Mock in just a moment. Excuse me. Um, all right. Well, I guess that kind of segues us into uh, what we're going to talk about now is the Stanley Cup playoffs. None of us here know hockey, so this should be fun. <laughs> so we're just going to go very basic on this. Um, right now, we are in the conference finals. Boston is up 2 nothing lead on the Carolina Hurricanes. San Jose Sharks lead one nothing against the Blues in the series. Now, unfortunately, what this leads me to believe is that Boston is going to make it to the finals again. Which we all know we don't like. Yeah, that built me out. I don't know if Mark is still connected or not. He's there. He'll come back. I don't know that the Hurricanes have it in them, especially when they shit the bed as bad as they did last game. Yeah, uh, big time. It was, what, 4 nothing before the end of the second period? Um, let's see. And then San Jose is up on the Blues, one nothing. I mean, you can't really talk about anything after one game. Um... You know me, St. Louis team. I can't hate on the Blues, but I've never been one to believe in my hometown teams. So, but know. why? You got you got to have support. So listen, I got to tell you, the reason why is because I never really followed any major sport thoroughly until I started following football. And and Baron, what was my team that I chose? Well, no, and no to that either. What is my actual team? For, for football? Yes. It's it's the Rams. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember who was the coach when I first started watching the Rams? <laughs> well, yeah. When you first started watching, it was Jeff Fisher. Okay. Have I ever known winning football besides these last two years? Perhaps not. I've never known what it's like to win. It feels very odd to me. <laughs> it's very strange to know winning feeling. The Blues have always sucked since I've watched them. Cardinals made it to a World Series and then shot them into the Red Sox, so there's that. I don't admittedly have a hockey team, and the Rams, up until this year, made it to the Super Bowl. They're fucking awesome. I love my team. I don't know if I believe in them every day because they're so streak on offense and defense. It's either one or the other. They aren't that complete team yet. So that's why I still have my my hesitations either way. But they made it to the fucking Super Bowl. They're awesome. <laughs> yeah, but go. But that's like with any team, you know. You get into there's there's ups and downs. There's, there's a, a growing curve or, or a growing what, what do you call that? A learning I'm, curve, growing. I'm not a tenured sports fan though. That's why my pessimism is so high because that's all I've ever known is negative stuff. <laughs> that's why I always have the downtrod on my teams because I can't believe in them because they've never given me reasons to. That's my answer to why everybody gets mad at me why I'm why I'm a bad sports fan for my teams. All right, all right. I do love my teams. I pray to God that they do good. I hated the Goldschmidt signing at first, and then he fucking took off like a rocket, and he's back down to earth this month. It happens. That I'm that I'm cool with. I'm learning to be okay. And, with and that. why did you dislike that that signing? 
because I thought they paid him too much money. And I didn't think that he was the piece that they needed. I mean... I was very, very wrong, very, very fast, and I will admit that wholeheartedly. I hated when the Rams took Todd Gurley. I I went on a fucking triade on social media when they took Todd Gurley. <laughs> I thought it was the worst fucking pick they ever could have made. Fucking make me crow. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's be interesting, you know, moving forward, you know, with the injury, you know, if, if any, like, uh, See, here's the thing. Layover of that. Starting off, when we first found out Todd Gurley's not right, Todd Gurley has a hurt knee, Todd Gurley this, Todd Gurley has arthritis, Todd Gurley that, I was very worried. Our offense runs through Todd Gurley, quite literally. But um, I'm going to go ahead and take a shot for that. Um, but the more I think about it, now that they know what's wrong with Todd Gurley, they can game plan for it. They can limit his carries. They can get the most out of him per week. Make sure he's healthy. He's ready to go. You're treating him like a 30-year-old player now rather than you're treating you know, a 23-year-old player. Right. And that's fine because the only part of him you're treating like he's 30 is his knee. Admittedly, a pretty big part of a running back, but everything else about him is usually fresh to go. You got um, whatever that kid's name out of Memphis is. And I'm actually pretty excited about that because way back when, when uh, Sean McVay first came to the Rams, they traded for a Cowboys running back. And I cannot remember for the life of me what his name was. Um. Oh, my God. I'm not, I can't think of it right now. We'd have to look it up. Um, whatever his name was, I'm going to I'm going to take a look at this and see if I can uh, figure it out. Um. I can't, but, get, I can't get uh, Austin out of my head. No, and it's and, not Austin. That's Well, Tavon Austin might as well have been a fucking running back <laughs> as good as he was. Um, but no, I mean, they they took a Cowboys player, Cowboys running back. That was supposed to be the exact same build as this kid they took out of Memphis. A quick change of pace back. And McVay's always been looking for that. I think the Rams have taken two running backs every draft except for this year when they took the kid um, in the third round. And, you know, it really bothered the hell out of me that they kept doing that. We have Todd Gurley. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that, you know? And it's to operate in McVay's scheme, and I'm not mad with that. Lance Dunbar! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, real quick, keep talking. I'm going to jump off of, uh, I'm going to restart the video, I think. All right, we'll be back in a second with the video. Um... But you get a change of pace back. You keep really even more fresh. Nothing's really changed about the defense. Um, hopefully, Tlaib is healthy this year. The only thing we're really placing is Sue, and I don't hate you know replacing with the fourth-round rookie that we got, Greg Gaines, um, who has the fucking coolest last name, by the way. <laughs> um, you know what I thought was very interesting about uh, the Steelers? They gave Devin Bush Antonio Brown's locker. Yeah, I, I saw that. I... Which I thought was very funny. I don't know if that was like I don't think it was meant in, in, in spite. I think it was just like, no, Evan. absolutely not. It's just the first open locker. Here you go, kid. You're the yeah, first round exactly. pick. That's go. Kind of my thinking. Um, also, you've heard uh, you've heard ABB referred to as Mister Big Chest, right? Yes. Yeah. You know that's not really what he originally said, right? I I feel like it's probably more uh, vulgar. So, no, actually not. So. When he originally came out with that Instagram video, um, everybody, because Amy doesn't know how to talk because he's a fucking savage, um, 
everybody thought he said Mr. Big Checks or Mr. Big Chest. What he actually said it was right after he got paid by the Raiders, Mr. Big Checks. Oh. Which makes this even more funny now because he's Mr. <laughs> Big Chest. Um, but I believe that we had a very prominent player talk about retiring last night. Yes. And, well, I, I'm not. I'm not so convinced. You really don't think Baldwin's retired? I don't think so. I think. I think he will. He will come back. I think the the right offer will be on the table. I think that there's enough gas in the tank. Tell me why. Uh I just see. I stood by when when uh, Megatron retired. Like, oh, he'll be back. He'll be back for sure. And too much time has passed now. I think for that return. Megatron will return in 2027. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bigger and better than ever. <laughs> um, I think he'll be an actual transformer. I think Baldwin's a little bit different because he's already had that taste of winning. Not to say that the that uh, Calvin Johnson didn't, but not to the extent that Baldwin did. Baldwin won a Super Bowl, though. right? What I'm saying is that because he has won Super Bowl, he's won playoff games and has been impactful. Uh, he was like the touchdown leader uh, receiving touchdown leader in like 2015 or something like that i think he he played seven years with the seahawks you know what can i retroactively go back and change my toast of excellence okay to who to doug baldwin you know how much that must kill me for yes, toasting a seahawks player but coming in fucking undrafted and being yeah. the safety valve that you were for years for a top five quarterback like that hats off to you good sir you fucking sucked every time we played you <laughs> Well, it's just like the that's like the Seahawks mo. Like, hey, here's a guy who's bagging groceries. Why don't you come suit up and hey, play professional football? That's our thing. <laughs> that's our thing. <laughs> well, maybe maybe not bagging groceries, but all right, <laughs> changing tires. You know, that's fair enough. <laughs> Grocery bagger is ours. Um, oh. I if it was anything but a neck injury, I would agree with you. But that shit is scary, man. I know it. I know it. I I think something will come along, you know, whether it's the Patriots or, or, or some team that kind of has a, a better chance of, of winning again, I guess I will say, that, that, that has a more, more promise. I think if the price is right, I think he plays again. But the window for that is this year and next. Anything after this this two year period, no chance. All right, let's go hypothetical then. If you were going to be Doug Baldwin, aside from the Patriots, where are you going? Aside from the Patriots, uh, I would consider going to like uh, New Orleans uh, because I know I wouldn't have to, you know, be the workhorse there. I would love to see fucking Doug Baldwin in. Fucking uh, Michael Thomas! You imagine that as a one-two punch for a wide receiver? It would, be, it would be insane. It would be it would be like the best safety blanket you could ever ever dream. That's going back to fucking. Uh, it's just the tier below Walker and Moss. That's awesome. You know, if if I were if I was Doug Baldwin, you know, and I let's say I, I couldn't go to a team. Like that, a team with like a, a. Do you only go to a winning team if you're Doug Baldwin? I would go to a, a winning team or a team that is on the fringe. I wouldn't go to a team like Cleveland. 
though they're they're on the upswing, I wouldn't go to Cleveland. Can you imagine that fucking receiver core? <laughs> it would be insane. Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, and Doug Baldwin. Holy shit. Somebody <laughs> broke Madden again. <laughs> I would go to a team like... It, I, maybe I'd go to a team like Dallas. Because though there's question marks with Dak. But hear me out. Hear me out. A team like Ew. Dallas. Because Elliot is the real deal. Really deal enough for me. Um, and I think it's the type of thing... Oh, like Mark trying to call again. It's it's weird. It says we're we're logged in Skype, but it's uh, he'll get there. Not not happening for us. Um, but a team where he doesn't have to be the center of attention. The team where he doesn't you know he's not going to be where he could be a wide receiver too, not a one. Right. Even even a three. You know, a guy who comes off off the bench and and you know play a couple a little bit across the middle. Here's one for you. Put him in Minnesota. You know, that'd, that'd be, be interesting, you know, with, with Diggs and um, uh, 19 there. Thielen, Adam. Uh, it's good to see how long it took yeah. you to get there. <laughs> I guess like, I really good numbers. <laughs> um, oh, there uh, we go. Try it again. All right, we're going to try this again. I, I hear Mike Mock. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, we are joined by. I'm back. Back in the Massachusetts groove. Hey, are we still talking Doug Baldwin? <laughs> yes, yes, we are. All right, hold on. We're gonna we're gonna try this again now that you're coming back into the call, ladies and gentlemen. We are joined by Mark Sheen Washable. Oh, gross. <laughs> there we go. It just took take two to do it. All right, know? there we go. <laughs> All right, so Mark, do you think that Doug Baldwin is done? I do think that Doug Baldwin doesn't play another season. Yeah. It's the neck. That that guy is just hurt all the time. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because he's a fucking phenomenal player as much as it pains me to admit that. But, God, he used to kill us every single game. Always back open in the back or back left to the end zone. Every single game. Like, I I, I get the significance of the injury. I, I just feel like there's a desire to play there. I know... I can't believe, you know, all the tweets and all that. I can't buy into all that stuff. I just can't. I don't know. I... I'm literally, goes, I'm literally retiring. Nah, no, you're not. <laughs> well, I mean, look at Marshawn Lynch. You know, Lynch is a different story, though. That's his hometown team. He's always said he wanted to play. Right, for. I, he retired. I, go ahead, Mike. That's a go ahead to you. And then signed a contract like three days later. Yeah, I mean, I get it's his home team and all that, but I don't know. I just, God damn, what? <laughs> Well, anyway, that was loud. <laughs> um, I don't know. I really can't. I don't foresee Baldwin ever playing another down. And I, I really don't think so. I mean, I guess you could always say. I'm losing him. That's all right. He'll catch back up. Yeah. In and out there. I, mean, I think his internet connection and then maybe ours is, is not a. Imagine if there's a. Yeah, this, is, this isn't working super well. <laughs> That's all right. We'll continue to deal so. Um. All right. So, we know that Baldwin is retired as much as Baron doesn't think he is. For now. For now, he's retired. <sighs> are we? Are we really going to? I, I really don't think so. I mean, I guess you could always say. Got Pete stepping in, helping us out here. We got the computer wizard. Um. Yeah. This is this isn't working super well. <laughs> Where's Mark? On Skype? He's yeah. on Skype, yeah. Oh, you don't have him up here. 
I had him for a second. You need to learn that from me, buddy. Yeah, I know Worst Skype. You're doing a great job. We're Skype. Skype down. Ladies and gentlemen, please excuse the technical difficulties. Oh, look at that big, beautiful bastard. Oh, there he goes. That's all right. He'll catch back up. Um, well, at the end of the day, the NFL had its draft. I really think that it's very too early to start deciding where everybody's going to be landing. Um, baseball is just baseball right now, you know? Baseball is way too early to call anything. A lot of fun watching some of the storylines. Um, Bryce Harper is basically doing a wave going up and down. Uh, in terms of his efficiency, Shoot. which he really is the major storyline of this off season. Him and Machado, Machado hasn't really been holding up the spotlight as much as everybody else has. Um, I'll tell you one thing that keeps going though is the Yankees' fucking health just keeps tumbling and tumbling and tumbling. They just put Andujar back on the DL again for another ten days. Yeah, which is hysterical. Um, the Yankees just can't stay healthy. If they could, they'd be going to the World Series this year unquestionably. You know, it's taking a book out of the team that plays not too far down the road. Uh, it's just, it's unfortunate. The injury bug, once it gets you, it's it's, it's hard to fight out. And, then I, and that's one of the things that I hate. You can tell the difference between an injury bug and a strength and conditioning coach that doesn't know how to do his job. And I'll tell you which one is which. <laughs> what, are you, what are you insinuating? <laughs> that the Mets don't have uh, good strengthening conditioning coaches? Have you tried fixing it? No. All right. Well, then I rest my case. Since we don't have any. Uh, Just go out there and fucking swing at the ball. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, You know, truth be told, I haven't heard anything about Machado this season. I I don't remember hearing anything explosive about him. I don't hear anything derisive about him. I I honestly don't even know how he's doing. Let's take a look at that real quick. Uh, Mitch Machado's stat lines. He's been relatively quiet, but I, it's just that that team's is going nowhere fast. That's that's well. The they started off really hot, didn't they? They started out like nine and nothing, and then just fucking tanked. Uh, they they saw. I don't know if it was nine nothing, but they, they had somewhat of a, like a, a winning streak going there. Uh, it just there's no pitching. It's just honestly, there's not really like a desire to play there. It's part of the, part of the problem. They're not getting any. Even the homegrown talent really isn't like panning out. Um, and that's unfortunate, but. He's hitting a two five two for a batting average, which isn't horrible. It's not what you paid three hundred million dollars for, right? But uh, you know, and you know we're two months in, so I think, like I yeah, like I said, it's a little too early to call that. Um, All right, we're trying again. Oh, uh, here's something. Here, here's voice. <laughs> <laughs> that devilish laugh. What's he using a phone or something? No, oh, he's, he's got his laptop there. He's in a courtyard. I'm on my iPad. He's in a courtyard. Oh, he's on his iPad. Yes. Can you turn the video off? That'll allow for less bandwidth for the streaming. Video's already off, mask. <laughs> you know what? I don't need your sass tonight. <laughs> this show is this show is hard enough to keep rolling with just two of us. I don't need sass coming into the mix. Uh, Riddler's sick. Uh, Jeff and Kyle couldn't make it, so just just us, uh, just us hanging out. Yeah, I mean, well, as riveting radio as this has been. <laughs> oh, oh, there we there's go. He's, he's coming. Here, turn the turn the video off. Uh, see the little video in the middle. 
right there. Just hit it. That you should... want it off? Yeah. Well, if we if we if we could have him on without you know. Oh, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> turn uh, your camera on, Mike. No, don't turn the camera on. That that's creating bad bandwidth. I I had it off because it was it was getting real choppy with the camera. Yeah, it's right, making it worse. It off. There you go. All right, yeah. we're good. Whatever you do, take a picture of him and put it on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, we'll just grab a whiteboard and just write mock on it. <laughs> um, did you want to chime in anything else to the? Uh, to the Doug Baldwin segment, or we were just talking about Machado and Harper. Uh, no, 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 we're good. Uh, um, we haven't heard really anything out of Machado. He hasn't been stellar. He hasn't been horrible. Uh, Harper's very much a wave for him and going up and down in his streakiness. Machado's playing average baseball for an average club. Right. Do you think that they're average? I, I think that they're they're an average team. That that's their peak. I mean, they have a good lineup. The the Padres have a good starting nine. Pitching is kind of whatever, but their their lineup isn't horrible. No, um, it's, but you're right. The pitching is whatever. It, yeah, it might be below whatever. But uh, you know, Harper to me has been the bigger, I guess, disappointment in the fact that he's not jumping off the the page and really lighten up the the score box you know and and that's to be understood for the man who was just handed the most expensive and lucrative contract in mlb history before mike trout showed up but besides that point but even even before the money i mean this is a guy that who like trout was billed to be one of the greatest of our generation and um, he's turned consistently average. I mean, he's had some very good high points, but... I, I think he's becoming a different kind of player. He doesn't hit for average. His batting average won't always be super high, but his on-base percentage is always through the roof. Yes. So, people, we got we to gotta kind of look at him differently, where he's not going to be a 300 guy all the time. He'll go through streaks where he hits the cover off the ball, but for the most part, he's going to be a... 250 260 hitter but does the home he have, runs will be there and the on base percentage will be there does he have the clutch factor that you look for in a lot of star players um i think so i mean i don't i don't think he's like a david ortiz but i think he, he enough can to perform make it through the end of the day oh quick timeout <laughs> well i think there was anticipation that the, not that the phillies lineup hasn't been meshing but meshing a lot better and, and harper was going to be that centerpiece the guy yeah. really, you know, driving in runs, and right now he's he's not he's not doing that. This is the guy that will lead us to the promised land. He will build all our talent around us. He will be the linchpin that holds it all together, and we will go to the playoffs. Right, and I think it it's it is early, but it is fair to have doubts um, because you know you put a lot of stock into a player, and you want him to be kind of you know encouraged and, and like and self confident and not saying the things like you know well I don't know. He's, your teammates don't hear. I don't know. The fans don't hear. I don't know. Coaching yeah. doesn't hear. I don't know why. Like why? Just be like, hey, I'm not hitting well right now. I'm going to change a couple things. I'm going to get right back to it. That's what they want to hear. And he's not. He's not that type of guy to say that type of thing. No. So that 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 is a, a detriment in, in in his makeup, I guess. You know. Do you th- think the Phillies jumped the shark on him? No, I, I think they're in it for the long haul, and I think it, it it will it will pan out, and it will pan out. You know. Okay. 
Because I guess having him for 13 years, if this isn't the right set around him, you got five years to put it together. Yeah. I think that there's, there's a, a bigger risk for the, the pitching to dry up, I think, before that lineup does, in, okay. in, in, in my opinion. I agree. Um, and I, I, they have some young guys. I think they're really big on Aaron. I think they're thinking that this guy will become he, – he's like, he's a race right now. I think they're, they're picturing him to kind of be like Cole Hamels was for them. I think yep. that's definitely what their plan is. Um, God, Cole Hamels. There's a name I haven't heard in fucking years. <laughs> but I, I just – I don't know what the plan is for – do we do we just try to bring up people or do we – we've proven that we're going to spend a lot of money on this team. Do we spend more money? I So I, I don't Spend I don't money know. to make money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I that's kind of been like the, the Yankees mo for a long time, and yeah. it, it worked. Um, yeah, it did. We were uh, we were talking about their strength and conditioning coach and how Andujar is back on the ten day DL. Do you want to chime in on that? He shouldn't have been back. No, I agree with he you. He shouldn't have been back. Um, you know, he he was expected to miss the entire season, and was back in a month and a half. Like he shouldn't have been playing. They didn't. They did not need him to come back that fast. Yes, the Yankees needed their health, their guys to come back healthy. But we could have waited another couple of weeks for him, and and been just fine. Um. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if they hired the Mets like training staff. <laughs> That's what Kendall was saying. <laughs> <laughs> because I I've never seen the Yankees. I mean, really. In all in my whole life following this team, I don't think I've ever seen them get this injured. And it's getting to comedic levels of injury. We're going on San Diego Chargers levels of injury right now, and that's yeah, bad. It's, it, it's unbelievable, really. I mean, you have Paxton, who, who's been a stud so far this season. He goes down. Stanton's still out. Judge is still out. I mean, it, it's just it's it's getting ridiculous. But on that same note, I mean, it's going to turn into kind of a blessing in disguise where you have almost your entire AAA team playing in the pros, and it's pretty much a showcase. Right. Uh, I mean, like, we're, we're, we're speculating in the, because the season is so early, and it's tough because that division is so tight. Um, if Boston, you know, gets momentum, or we discussed, I think it was last week, um, Tampa Bay. If Tampa Bay gets their act together, it's easy to fall behind quick, and yeah, those teams aren't going to let up. And I mean, we could see a thing where if these young guys keep playing so well, you know, I, I know Bumgarner had the the Yankees on there on his no trade list, but that can easily be persuaded. I mean, we could see the Yankees make a splash for one of these top end pitching arms to make that playoff push, and you know, try and get another ring. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, Shall we head into our first break? Yeah, sorry, Mark. We, we got you on already, but I think we're going to jump to a quick break. Are you you yeah. sticking around for a while? Yeah, I'll be here. I'm just sitting in the room. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll, do, we'll try to do like a, a five-minute break here. Yeah, we'll do a quick five sure. minutes. We'll be back to see you guys in a bit. Shoot me a text when you're coming back. Right. Yeah, hold on. just one second. So not not only is your uh, setup so it's slow on our end too. So we're trying to battle through, but uh, we we'll be back in like five minutes yeah. or so. So all right, everyone, sit tight. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> and now 
Back to Getting Sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. And we are back, hour two of Getting Sports with Drunk. Mass is still here. Yeah. <laughs> Rita is here. And we're joined by nobody because they suck. <laughs> <laughs> Empty house tonight, but that's okay. Uh, Mike Mock is uh, jumping in and out with us. He'll be calling back uh, momentarily. He's we in, hope. <laughs> he's in Massachusetts for work, uh, but still joining us uh, tonight. So that's, that's fun. He, he, when he went to the Czech Republic, he did the same thing. This is Oh, see, I've never actually been in here when he Skyped in before. Oh, no? No. No, uh, For he was gone for uh, two weeks, I believe, and uh, he, he would tune up for the whole trip because it's X amount of hours uh, – Ahead of us, but he so he'd be like up at three in the morning when we, when we're on. I remember when I went to go visit my dad in China. Um, it was a twelve hour difference, and I was trying to pull both ends of the stick. And so Ashley would be up during the day; I'd be up at midnight trying to talk to her. You know, it's funny. I don't know if that's the saying. Is it a yeah, burn the candle at both ends? Yeah, I was talking about just yeah. We're not going to talk about that. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Yeah, Mark, uh, bailing you out from that. Uh, yeah, thank you. That botched saying. <laughs> um, Mark, we got you. Uh, we back. We're back. We back. All yeah, right. uh, Mass has been uh, pulling both ends of the stick, as he would put it. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard that saying yes. before. That, Multiple uh, times. That sounds exciting. <laughs> it's a reference for Dick. <laughs> wow, well, you just came right out and said it, didn't you? <laughs> uh, I might as well. <laughs> Episode 99, Masses Coming Out Party. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got a real specialist hour two for you. After much deliberation, <laughs> we decided that we know that football is our strongest subject, so let's stick to our strength. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all know that the sport that's not going on right now has the most to talk about. <laughs> so there's been a lot of off-season shenanigans we didn't sign Odell just to trade him. Mock, you know exactly how true that is. You know, um, really, guy? Really? Uh, listen, it's just it's just the aspect of it. You know, Todd Gurley has arthritis in his knee. Um, you get the Tyreek Hill situation. You got the Kareem Hunt situation, even though that still hasn't played out all the way yet. Um, a lot of drama in the NFL this offseason. I think it's probably the most we've had in a long, long time. The NFL is the land of drama. Like- it's the most dramatic sport in professional sports. It really is. It, it also doesn't help that it has the biggest spotlight. It really doesn't. You know, it's we saw it this year that the draft, it was an event. You know, I, I was reading some, some stuff and, uh, and I was watching some stuff. I can't remember what show it was. But picks were actually in. And they had to hold what they were saying. Because the in, NFL told them to. Right. For, yeah. for, for commercial and all. I can't think of any other sport before this that would ever do that. No. I was watching no. the draft like crazy. Souls probably was too. And everybody was like, why do you want to watch the draft? It's like when I was watching the Pro Bowl and you guys are giving me shit for it. Well, the Pro Bowl used to be cool. It used to be cool. A long time the ago. Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl was never cool. It was cool. <laughs> Not since I've been watching it. In, in 2005, it was cool. The game itself has never been cool. I don't know. It was, it was fun. The events beforehand were. The yeah, skills that, competition is cool. The skills competition has always been fun. But I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So I get, said, I get. Sounds so defeated. Yeah, I, because I want it to be cool. I want it to be fun. I love the Pro Bowl. I watch the Pro Bowl every year. It, not it, ironically. <laughs> because it should be so much more than it is. It, like it should like no one wants to see players get hurt. No, but no one wants to see two hand touch. Exactly. Like this guy, there's but, no happy medium here. I think so here's the, the thing. I think fans would sign up for two hand touch if they just made it two hand touch. Put regular people on the field with them just to get a comparison to how big these guys are. Oh, I'll, I'll cover somebody. Not, <laughs> not not well, but I'll do it. All right, so here's, here's the rule. Players are only allowed to two-hand touch you. You are allowed to full-out try and tackle these men. <laughs> and when you bounce off them, there will be yeah. laughs had. I was going to say, I'm not tackling any. Actually, I think I could tackle, like, I don't know, like Cole Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> you say that until you get his... Beard hair in your face. Actually, you know what? I could take Doug Baldwin right now. <laughs> That's too soon. Uh, hey, we got Doug on the phone right now. He's not happy. <laughs> uh, oh, one more piece of drama. It doesn't exactly affect the player, but everybody's favorite uh, owner, Robert Kraft, gets fingered. <laughs> no, he fingered a check. Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> everybody's favorite owner, Robert Kraft. Carl DeVito, joining in and Carl. Uh, and Pete. Pete's also listening, so Carl, feel free to jump in any conversation we're having. Thanks for joining us tonight, guys. Hey, did they release the video of Robert Kraft yet? Not yet. There's a lot of lawsuits. We're going to watch it, though, right? Oh, of course. Absolutely. It's going to be shown live on the PPRN radio network. I wouldn't do that. (laughs) No, just the audio will be on PPRN. Just the audio. Uh, Like the Patriots? No, this perfect. Sounded, this sounded like a phone, like rubbing against like the sh- bed sheets. Uh, this is terrible. I hate this show. Um, but stuff like this. This is what makes the NFL interesting during the offseason. There's always something to talk about with them. You can't say that for a lot of other sports. A lot of other sports, you get this person signing here or this person signing. You got the real slam dunk when KD did that thing on. Um, What's the what's the website he wrote on that Players Tribune when he did? When yeah, what are you talking about, Mog? What are you laughing at? I I thought didn't didn't someone do a thing on like Deadspin or something? That was baseball though. They like sold their their Hall of Fame. Pitch yes. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was on Deadspin. Uh, but uh, Durant's next chapter that sparked a lot. That was one of the most crazy off-season things that's ever happened. See, but that's the thing. Like, the NBA has personalities. The the, the NFL doesn't really have that. They do, but... Not to the level the NBA does. The NBA, you know, like, Steph Curry is a big personality. The Durant, that you have LeBron, like... The NBA is, is like, more Hollywood than any other sport. Right. That's why I said it's going to be WWE in 20 years. I mean, I can can agree with that. But I guess I, I feel as though, I mean... Football carries not the same weight, but I mean, there was a the whole thing. Remember with Antonio Brown, you know, doing the, the Facebook Live during the the, the post game thing with, with Tomlin and all that. Yes, I still remember that. So I think that that stuff is definitely you know escalated. I mean, I, I guess I su- suppose that the NBA is more in your face about it. You I, know, I guess a thing I think, and I, I've thought this the last couple of years about the NBA. If you watch how the star players act, and to me, it's almost like the game is secondary. Like nobody ever thinks about the game. Everybody's paying attention to the off off court well, antics. No, what I mean is that it's like okay, you have you have say, for example, Tristan Thompson. K 
Okay. Now, I know he's not a big superstar name, but he was dating the Kardashian. So it became that people were watching an NBA game to watch him to see if he interacted or said anything about a Kardashian. It's just, to me, the game became secondary to whatever Hollywood nonsense was going on off the court. I, I slightly agree with that from the standpoint of what you're saying is that there's people tuning into NBA games just for him because he was on the show that they watched outside. Yeah. Um, but I guess I, I would I would I would differ in saying that because during during the like post game stuff, I think that that I don't know if he was being like asked those questions by sports reporters. I I don't. I mean, maybe if like the, the the TMZ sports, you know, were able to get into <laughs> to press conferences, they would ask those type of questions. But I, I don't know. I, it... How did I not know this? Jared Cook is on the Saints. Yeah, yeah. As oh. of like earlier this week, I think. Oh, or, or something. Something I happened. He, I thought he signed there a while ago. No, I think you're right. I'm thinking of somebody else. I think somebody somebody signed with Gross. Maybe it was the Patriots. Somebody signed with the Patriots after a long time. Ben Watson. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Ben Watson, I'm retiring. Hey, Ben, you want a ring? I'm yeah. retiring. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Of, I've never been a fan of Ben Watson. Any team. <laughs> He's played for more than one team? He's been all over. Has he really? All over the place. He was a saint. He was a raven. I didn't know that. He was... Where else was he, Kenneth? Was he a raider? I think he was a raider, too. Gross. <laughs> um, Just a lumbering guy, all he is. So the article that I read that on was an ESPN article. It says, coming off a career in Oakland, Jared Cook finds himself in 2019 down south in New Orleans trying to fill a void left in the Saints lineup by Jimmy Graham over four years ago. The top comment on that article says, I don't think the Saints miss Jimmy Graham nearly as much as Jimmy Graham misses the Saints. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you bring that name up, and I would love to argue with Kyle about this. Can we call Jimmy Graham overrated yet? Yes. Um... I don't know. I, I I don't think he ever will live up to the billing he got after the first five years with the Saints. Because uh, because I'm sorry, he he went to Seattle. Now I know Seattle's not a big tight end using team, but Russell Wilson is still dynamic throwing the football, and he did nothing there. Right. I will and say. Now, go ahead. Then he goes to Green Bay playing with Aaron Rodgers, who's one of the greatest quarterbacks. I mean, considered of all time, and loves his tight ends. Yeah, and and does nothing there. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I. I I don't think Jimmy Graham is that good. So, I think he was good in a Drew Brees offense. I think that that's a fair point. I will say that I think it was a slow start in Seattle, and I know he he battled some injuries, but I think his last season or second season, what was it, three years he spent there? Yeah. One, it was either the second season or his last season there. He definitely seemed to have showed up more and, and was more part of that offense. Now, the move to Green Bay – Kind of, we're seeing like a flashback, a very slow start, kind of injury uh, plagued. I think I, I will give him this year. If this year he he delivers in some form, it doesn't have to be a, a league leader or anything like that. But if he gets a, a couple touchdowns under his belt, I, I I would I would tend to say he's not overrated. But if he has the same season, then I I will agree. Here's a fun stat for Jimmy Graham for all of you. He hasn't topped. 900 receiving yards since 2013. Well, that's not true. Oh, you're absolutely right. He did in 2016. I'm sorry. He didn't have the thousand receiving yards since 2013. (laughs) (laughs) Like that distinction of a hundred yards, you know? Well, I I went with the nearest round of a hundred number. Right. I gotcha. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, I, I give him, I give him a year, and then and then I will officially. And not that I have this like undying love for Jimmy Graham. I just I don't know. I just I feel maybe he had some bad luck with the, the injuries, and you know maybe or some very good luck with having a future Hall of Famer in Drew Brees. Yeah, I think if you if you can't if you can't deliver with Aaron Rodgers, and then it's official. Uh, Jimmy Graham will sign with the Patriots in 2024 and go on to win three Super Bowls. Yeah, I hope not. You know, what, you know, I don't know if he's if he ended up on the Patriots, the fuck. It'd be ridiculous. Would have made me so mad. Can you imagine Jimmy Graham and Gronk? Jimmy Graham is the tight end too. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, not to bring up this name, but that's kind of how it was with Hernandez. Yeah. Because he was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it'd be the same type of deal. Except probably better. <laughs> it would definitely be better. Um, for one, you wouldn't have somebody committing murder, but... <laughs> without, without the obvious reason. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, we don't know that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It just wants to be a gangster. We all just want to be gangsters. That James Graham looks like a shady fella. <laughs> it's, it's Jim Graham. <laughs> <laughs> a little less formal there, Mark. <laughs> um, I know we're kind of topic jumping, but I, I just kind of jumped in my head. Uh, I was watching uh, Barstool, and they were talking about um, the uh, Embiid thing at the end of the game. And... Uh, he was he was crying. There's a lot of emotion, and yeah. I was surprised by the number of people who had a problem with him. Why would you? Yeah, that's you what I'm want wondering. somebody to have that passion for the game, right? They're not robots. This should be upsetting. You didn't win. It it's one of those things to me where if they if they react in any way, if they if a player cries, he gets ridiculed. If a player shows like an anger emotion after a tough loss. They get ridiculed. Like, what are it. they supposed to do? Yeah, I like, like. What are you supposed to do? It, it wasn't. It wasn't the the barstool people that were criticizing. They were. They were kind no, of. No, I know. They were no, sympathizing. I was similar things. I mean, you you have these guys, especially a team like the Sixers, that were pretty relatively dominant all season, and and it came down to Kawhi taking a deep three ball, it bouncing off the rim twice, and it, it happened to bounce the right way. You know, it's it, it's just the way it fell. So, I mean, yeah, of course he's going to be able to. I mean, the, the whole season didn't go how they wanted in the end. And let me give you a bigger example than this. He was the one blocking Kawhi on that shot. Yeah. I wonder if, you know, because, you know, Embiid's a, like a, a known trash talker. Yeah. I don't know if, if, you know, people are like, you know, hi, you know, it's, it's deserved. That's what you get. I don't. I don't necessarily feel that way. I'm. Mean, I'm not super big into the the, the trash talk. I think it's good for the sport. Yeah, you but got I'm, somebody that actually cares about the fucking game. Yeah, I mean, like if I was ever a professional player, I don't think I'm, I'm like a big, I'm not a big gloater. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just not. Um, but I'm not like you know, ha ha. You know, that serves you right. I, but you know, we we saw a similar thing. I think it was two years ago. I think it was the Giants playing the Packers, and the 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 Packers, I believe, walked off the Giants. Like it it was the year. Before Saquon, when the Giants went three and thirteen, the Giants like blew a fourth quarter lead to the Packers, and they ended up blew- and that was when Odell punched the hole in the wall. Yep, I remember that. And and everyone got all pissed about and and it- or when he fought the net. Why do you care? This guy is pissed but, off that his team is losing. But that's what I mean. Like if you show any emotion or any type of passion for the sport, you get ridiculed. 
But then if you sit there like a statue, that's just as bad. Because remember, Cam Newton, when he yep. came in, they used to ridicule him because he was always stone-faced. And this Athletes can't win. No, because he did the same, or he did the exact opposite after the loss to Denver, and people gave him shit about it. it it's, it, I, I hate that we put these guys under the microscope so much, and we forget that they're people. They're still people. They're much more talented than us, but they're people. <laughs> In some regards, let's see them host a podcast radio show where they have to drink <laughs> beer on it. <laughs> And have to actually kind of know what they're talking yeah, about. kind of. Um, That's the operative word, kind of. Yeah. It depends on the subject. Um, I'm okay with judging these people to a certain degree. You're going out and blow or snort coke every night. I'm going to judge you a little bit for that. You're a role model to kids. See, that? that's another aspect. Now, again, I, I like the athletes that are those role models. But we cannot ridicule an athlete for not being a role model. That's not what they're there to do. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. So I mean, this is interesting. You said that you guys brought it up. So, so Mass, you're kind of in this the, the camp that you know you, you expect kind of all these players to kind of have like a a, a very clean way of living and all that. Yeah. Or? So here, let me let me bring up an example I had with my uh, my stepdad and my mother. Uh, this goes back to the. To the Johnny Menzel days. It's like three years ago. <laughs> was it only three years ago? It feels like so much longer than that. Oh, um, it's fresh in my mind. I think about Menzel every day. <laughs> it was fine. Oh, Johnny. Yeah. Um, no, so you got a party boy like Gronk who's dating a Playboy model, who's out there crushing beers and doing stupid shit every night, jokes about 69, all that fun stuff. We fucking love Gronk. He's hysterical. Shut up. We love Gronk. Then you get somebody like Mandel. He's out there. He's drinking. He's at a casino, whatever. I get that he's been pulled over once or twice. I get that. That's fine. But you can't love one kid for doing the same thing that another guy is doing and ridicule the shit out of him. Yeah, it is It is an interesting uh, thing there. It's like, you know, because Gronk is, is, is winning and... And people like him because he's funny. I get Manziel came off as arrogant and a douchebag. That's fine. Because he was. He was arrogant and everybody hated him. Most people hated him. The state of Texas did not hate him. Um, but everybody loves Gronk because he doesn't give a shit. He's, he's, like, he's like the Walmart brand version of Juju. He's out there living his best life and just having fun. He really is. He's, in, he's endorsing monster trucks and fucking Dunkin' Donuts and shit like that. He's just out there having fun. I um I think the big difference with Manzel is that he he did not present himself in a likable way. No, like I said, he was an arrogant asshole. But but Gronkowski, like yes, got wild and partied and this and that and was like the the typical like douche. But <laughs> just not but, <laughs> but he he was honest. Like personality wise, he's a guy that you cannot hate. Like I, I highly dislike him because he was a patriot. But that's the only reason you dislike him. I mean, really, like he he is an entertaining guy. Manziel came off of I'm the next greatest thing ever. And and he he just wasn't. I mean, we tried to do the same thing, or at least some places did with Baker Mayfield. They they didn't like he was arrogant, he was out and this and that. 
but he went out and and won games for a team that hasn't won games. Yeah, he opened up the Budweiser coolers, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it. Sports fans and the sports world will overlook anything as long if as you, you perform win. on the field. Yeah, but that's it. You don't even have to win. As long that as you helps, put up numbers, but if you perform on the field, they will overlook everything. Uh, I don't know about that because. You get this. You get the same aspect you were just talking about. Odell performed on the field like fucking crazy, and everybody still wants to ridicule the shit out of him. What? But what I mean is, is I, I guess I kind of changed the subject in the sense of when players mess up and they get ridiculed. If you come back and perform, then everything's forgiven. Odell, I, I don't. I don't know what went wrong there. I mean, I was I was reading a report the other day saying that from the the jump. The Giants thought he was a problem. Right, but the locker room loved him. So, but what I don't understand is... Why draft you, him then? You, you draft, exactly. You drafted this guy, and right from the gate, you thought he was an issue. So, not only did you keep him around for the four years, give him the fifth-year option, sign him to this big... It, it just, it doesn't yeah, make any sense. It, it is weird. I don't know if they thought that they could fix him. You know, it's like, hey, we'll put him in this this winning, you know, but that's the thing. scenario. At the, at the end of the day, boy, how wrong they were. At the end of the day, he wasn't that bad. He his, his worst his, thing was he speared Josh Norman. That's the worst thing he did. But but at the end of the day, if, if you walk, go look back at that game, it wasn't like that was out of nowhere. No, that, that was boiling the entire game, and the refs spelled that, that game. That was after many. Many multiple late hits by Norman throwing Odell, to, and finally, yes, he headhunted him. And it, I'm not saying he was right for it, but no, but the refs let that game get away from them. That should have been stopped a lot. Yeah, but that was also an entire season. Odell fought the Rams that year. Yes, I remember that. The Rams that. were hitting him. What like that was his he fought Alec, season. He fought Alec Ogletree, which is very funny to me. Yeah, and and I mean that year everyone was gunning for Odell, which I get it. I mean he was a young guy. Who was setting the league on fire? No one, no one was able to stop him. So they were trying to hit him low, and he was still beating guys. Yeah, it, it's just, I, I really think, and and someone write it down, that we'll say, ten, maybe even fifteen years from now, we're gonna look back, and that's gonna be the worst trade the Giants ever made. Hey Siri, remind me in ten years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll still be I doing think, this show. I think that even with what they got for Odell in the, the 17th bit, like Dexter Lawrence might turn out to be a good player. I don't think he's ever going to turn out to be a re- re- repeating all-pro player that Odell was. And that's what you gave up to get Dexter Lawrence. I think Odell is going to light the AFC North on fire. It's just the Giants are going to look back, and that's going to be one of the worst trades they've made as a franchise. Do you think you guys have anybody who can stop Odell on the field? Um. I mean, that's a loaded question because I, I don't know. I want to, I want to kind of reverse this a little bit. Um, I think if the Browns win, I think Beckham will never be a problem. If the Browns struggle this year, the Browns struggle next year. Uh, by the year three, I think we kind of see a repeat Odell. I think you know, Terrell Owens was kind of the same way. It's great to win, you have a lot of fun when you win, that's but when my you, quarterback. <laughs> but, but when you struggle. But even then, I mean, Odell wasn't in the media calling his team out. 
He did once. He, but all he ever said was, do you think there needs to be a change at quarterback? All he said was, I don't know. No, didn't he blast McAdoo once? I, I don't think he ever blasted anybody in the media. I could have sworn he I could be wrong. I could have sworn he shut down McAdoo. Hold on. But you know what? McAdoo deserved every bit of it. Yes, absolutely. McAdoo did not pan out in any regards. But even last season, uh, Odell got ripped apart because all he said is, I want to beat guys over the top. He didn't want to keep taking the three-yard slants for, you know, yeah, he rips one off every once in a while. But he said, I want to beat guys over the top. And he got ripped apart for that, saying he was calling out the, the play calling. And, but he wasn't wrong. I mean, even as a Giants fan, I'm sitting there going, yeah, we want to see you beat guys downfield. We want to see the Giants stretch the field and open you know, open it up even more for Barkley and get Shepard going. It's, I don't think Odell did anything wrong last season at all. The, the Lil Wayne interview was real weird. <laughs> the only thing I, if I would really criticize Odell on – and I'm not I'm never going to be like, you know, well, this guy faked an injury. But I just feel if the Giants were in a different position, you know, late in the year, yep. I think Odell would have played those games out. I, I, I agree with you. I agree 100%. I don't blame him in the slightest for it, though. But, but, uh, but I think again, you got to, I mean, I don't know. I think it's just being a, a football player in, in, or any sport, you know, be the there for your team. The of all that was real weird, too, because it came out, him and Barkley were both, listen, we're out of it, but we're still playing. And then he didn't play. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, we but, still play it, man. <laughs> nah, dog, you're on your own. But I, I really think we're going to look back, and this is going to be one of the worst trades, if not in Giants franchise, but like all time. Do you, time, do gonna, you think this will be, be the Herschel Walker trade for the Giants? Uh, it can be. It can be. I, Odell, to me, and, and I may be biased, but I, I really think he's like a generational wide receiver. Um. You know, he he's the Antonio Brown, the Julio. Like, he's one of the guys. And yeah. we're going to look back, and the Giants gave him up. After signing him, they gave him up. We didn't for, trade or we didn't sign him to trade him. But, but they gave him up to draft a guy that plays a position that we didn't really need. No. I think, De- again, I'm not saying Dex Lawrence is bad. I think he was a good pick. But... Uh, it, it, it's it, gonna hurt. It's, it's a gonna bu- hurt. it's a bizarre the way it all went down. Um, and I, I mean, for your sake and for all Giants fans, I hope that it's not the worst trade you know that you guys ever. Or you know, maybe 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 I hope that it is the worst trade that so something like that never happens again. <laughs> um, but, but as far as I'm concerned, I mean, the Browns killed it in that trade. Yeah, they they gave up a mid first round pick for a, an all pro caliber wide receiver who's still young and and is now playing with his best friend. Yeah. Who's going to be in a, a let's move the ball type of offense. It, I think we're going to see Odell explode this year. Okay. So Absolutely that, explode. So that kind of leads into my next question. <laughs> One of the things I wanted to talk about is teams you think are going to come out of nowhere, be dark horses. Teams you think aren't going to live up to the hype. Do you guys both think that the Browns will live up to expectations? Let me let me put it to you this way. Their expectations are to make the playoffs, whether that is wild card or whether that is, I don't know, uh, win the division. You guys can take your pick on that. But you had Odell come out and say they're going to be a playoff team. 
You've had Landry saying that for two years. Baker said it at least once. You have uh, their new quarterback, Rudy Williams, say they're going to the Super Bowl. You guys think the Browns live up to the hype this season? Kendall, you wanna you wanna uh, bat lead off here? Yeah, I'll bat lead off here. Um, now I'm I'm a resident Steelers fan. Uh, souls, all no, <laughs> so, you're the only rational Steelers. Fan. <laughs> right, that that is true. Um, so I I don't believe this year the Browns live up to the hype. I think there will be growing pains, um, and I think and I'm hate this like a homer, but I think uh, Pittsburgh is not dead yet. Um, Baltimore, I'm not. Positive, but they they play tough and they, they they seem to win games when things are dark. Um, I think Pittsburgh holds out of the division this year, and I just think the AFC is in a position where three teams could be representing the playoffs in the AFC South, and I think the same thing could possibly be said for the AFC West. I think the teams that are going to be representing uh, one one team is being represented in two divisions are the North. East, so I think whoever wins the division for the AFC North is the only team going to the playoffs, and I think the Patriots obviously are going to go in the East. I just I don't see multiple teams from the North or East going. uh, With that being said, I just I just I don't hate the Browns. I'm not not, you know the team that struggled so long. How could Um, you hate them? Well, no, I just I think that team will at some point. Click, you know, there's a lot of good stuff going for them. I think, you know, they they got the players they want. I think the coaching is competent. I just I don't think there's going to be instant results. So I I just I don't think they live to the hype this year. Is how I'm going to leave that. All right, um, second bat. I I think that the Browns win the division this year. All right, and and I don't think they blow the division away. I still think the Steelers are a 10 and 6 football team, but I think the Browns win more than 10 games. I think they would go oh. like 11 and 5. They're playing a third place schedule. They're going to have I think their offense is going to be high powered. Their defense is still good. If if you even if you exclude last season and go to the the 1 and 32 back-to-back years. They never got blown out of games. They were always right in games. It was just late Deshaun Kaiser. I was just about to say, do you guys remember Deshaun Kaiser was their quarterback two years <laughs> but, ago? But that's what I mean. Like it came down to these late blown things. It wasn't, you know, no one went out and beat the Browns forty-two to ten. Um, I think I'm sure there defense, was a couple teams that did that. But that that defense will keep rolling. I mean, I I think that we're gonna just see that offense go nuts. You're gonna get Kareem Hunt back for the second half of the year, fresh legs. Nick Chubb to me is a stud running back. Um, that that team to me is going to score points. They play in a division where you have the Bengals who are bad, you have the Ravens who have the potential to be very bad. So I mean that right there is important. They always play the Steelers the tough. Um, so Eric, think they, sorry, they get the they get the Titans. They play the Jets. They play the Bills. The Dolphins. They they have a lot of easier games i guess i mean the bills are going to be decent but you know they're not out playing a first place schedule this year um so i think they're going to be able to capitalize on that and take that division all right here's here's a controversial one for you guys kansas city 
Talk to me about them. Do you think Kansas City can live up to their hype that they had last year? Mr. No. Mr. Kermit the Frog throwing touchdowns like crazy left and right? <laughs> well, are we going to assume that Hill is playing or Hill is not playing? I, I You know, it, it, it's tough. I, I guess the, the, the playing, Here, I'll, he's I'll, not going to play, I I'll guess. Go, I'll go halfway for you guys. Assume Hill plays the first half of the season. Um, Mark, you want to go first this time, or sure? I think if Hill plays the first half of the season, the the Chiefs go seven and one, and they finish eight and eight. <laughs> um, you really think that bad, huh? Yeah, uh, their defense is bad. Their defense is bad. Their defense is historically bad, and they lost Kareem Hunt. If you now take away Tyreek Hill, I mean, yes, you still have Travis Kelsey, who, in my opinion, is the best tight end in the league. But he's not enough. I mean, you you can't put the team on the back of a tight end and expect them to produce like a wide receiver would. I'm sorry, the Patriots did that with Gronkowski. But but they had a receiving core and a, always a good enough run game to supplement it. All right, fair enough. The outside of Tyreek Hill, who who's a receiver? Sammy Watkins. I mean, Sam, Sammy Watkins. Okay. Chandera West. Who? (laughs) (laughs) Don't say who. He won me a game last year. It's just that team. And and Sammy Watkins is not going to carry an offense anymore. He was good with the Rams. No. It's just he had a good year with the Rams. (laughs) It's just that that offense is not going to be as explosive. I'm not saying that Mahomes is going to play bad football by any means, but he's not going to come anywhere near 50 touchdowns next year. Last year was their year? Uh, I think so. Okay. It could have been this year. I mean, if, if you know, players on the team didn't beat women, but <laughs> yeah. it, it is what it is. I, I agree. Last year was definitely Kansas City's year to, to, to go to the Super Bowl. I really Bowl think anyway. most football players should just go gay that way if they just beat each other up. It's just two dudes. Two dudes working some shit out. I, you know, still a domestic. I, I run for office on that platform alone, Mass. You know, I, <laughs> um, You'll be like, no, I'm gay, so it doesn't count. <laughs> All right, carry on, <laughs> carry on. It's less likely to be a domestic than if it's a man <laughs> and a woman. Um, I think you know, Kansas City's window to go—not necessarily win, but the best chance to win was last year, hundred percent. Um. This year, no way Mahomes, you know, puts up those same numbers again. No, I, you know, I'll, I'll drink a whole thing of private stock if he throws fifty touchdowns again. Uh, Write but, that down. Yeah, <laughs> it just. This year, remind me. Yeah. You know, laws that the Chargers are kind of they're right there. You know, I think they they have just as good of a season as last year. I'm not going to say better season nor worse. I think they'll have the same season again. And I think there'll be enough to kind of be toe to toe, excuse me, um, with Kansas City. Last year they, they split, right? They, they they each won a game, uh, each yeah. each away. If, yes. I think it was. So I think we're going to kind of see, you know, maybe this time around this will be the Chargers will have the edge, you know, because the, the person the defense is bad, the offense will be not as you know explosive. Um, Mahomes will still be good, <coughs> but I just it, it won't be fifty touchdowns. Good, I feel. And um, I, I just think that, you know, a team like, you know, say what you want about Denver. I think Denver could put a couple of wins together. 
not not 13 wins, but, you know, maybe they put together nine wins and it's somehow enough. Uh, and I, I think it's possible that Denver can, can win uh, versus Kansas City and versus uh, the Chargers. So uh, with them in the mix, I just – Kansas City won't be the team of last year. By the, that, that ship has sailed already. So Was that an anomaly more than anything? No, I don't think it was an anomaly. I think it was just – it's kind of like uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers syndrome. All the things – pieces were correct. And then just outside stuff happens and it screws up everything. All right. We're going to – we're going to touch on two more real quick. Um, can either of you give me a team that you think is a dark horse for this year coming up? Um, I, I, I have one in mind, but I don't know how much of a dark horse they can be. Let's hear it. The Oakland Raiders. All right. So that's going to lead into my next segment. So let's let's hear about <laughs> this. The, the Raiders to me are a team that everyone's already written off. But this is also a team that just, what, two years ago had an MVP candidate quarterback and and made the playoffs and could have made a run, but Carr got hurt. Um, you know, they add Antonio Brown to the mix. They draft a, a good running back. They draft defensive pieces. I'm not saying this is a team that's going to go, you know, win the division and breeze through the playoffs by any means. But I think the Raiders are a team that can make noise this season. Even if they win seven games, I think they'll they'll surprise a lot of people and they'll start to get on the upswing. All right, Red Baron. Uh, I kind of touched on it already, but I'm going to stay in the same division. I think Denver could have a lot of upside this year. You know, Flack, Joe Flacco, not elite. I don't care what anyone says, not elite, but he's a serviceable quarterback and he's got a he pretty big once. arm. Oh, he was not. He's been he elite was. in the playoffs. I, I don't know. I think it was just an amazing, you know, you know, couple of years, couple, couple of circumstances in that, in that playoff, um, playoff run. I can, anyway, I can give you the same argument I've given Kyle. Flacco can be an elite quarterback with the weapons. He is not a quarterback that makes his receivers look good. He needs the receivers to bail him out. Yes. With that, he can be an elite quarterback. So I think. You know, Flacco, and I think this exists in football just as much as it does in baseball. A change of scenery can be good. I think, you know, Denver with that, that thin air, you know, Flacco's got a pretty big arm. I think he could throw for a bunch of yards up there. And, you know, I, I'm, I was very pleased um, with what I saw out of uh, Philip Lindsay and even uh, Royce Freeman. You know, Freeman had a couple injuries. I forgot about, forgot about Royce Freeman. Yeah, I mean, they two, two rookies that kind of – were surprised by how effective they were. And uh, yeah. I think with a year under their belt, you know, perhaps they can get someone going there. You know, sometimes just mixing up the bag is enough to, you know, find that cohesiveness in, in an offense. So I think it's a team that not going to win, like I said, 13 games, but maybe you win nine and sneak into the wild card. Okay. So. Is, it, is Emmanuel Sanders still playing? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he had an, an injury that ended his... But he's already back practicing. Oh, okay, yeah. Practice. I wasn't sure of the severity. But that's what I mean. I mean, you're putting Flacco on a team that has Sanders, an emerging Cortland Sutton. Yep. Um, Philip Lindsay. Right, like... I don't know what their tight end is over there. I can't... Jake Butt. Is it... What is it? Jake Butt. Jake Butt. What happened to Virgil Green? Uh, he, he's been gone a while. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think... I, but, uh, I forgot now. he went to Denver. It, it's just... Flacco's on a team now where we may see him revive a bit with with a good defense still and offensive weapons around him you think it'll be like um 
Alex Smith and KC? Uh, it could could be better. All right. Oh, Mike Hatfield tuning be. in. Thank you, Mike. How you doing, Mike? I'm well. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna we're gonna take this kind of rapid fire. I'll give you guys about thirty seconds to spin on these. We're gonna go through the whole league. I'm gonna give you a the whole look, league, real oh quick. God. I'm gonna give you their predictions for okay. their win loss record. All right, you tell me whether they're overrated, underrated, or rated just right. Okay. Uh, we'll start with uh, each division. We'll switch off who goes first. Red Baron, you're going first. Okay. Uh, Buffalo Bills projection six and ten. Uh underrated uh i think they they go eight and eight this year uh which i mean <laughs> is only improvement by saying that they go they go 500 i uh, just you know it's a patriots division to lose um i think it's, it's a good football team it's just you know it, it's the odds are stacked against them eight and eight mock i think they're right on par with six and ten i mean josh allen's good the defense is good but there's there's not a lot of offensive talent there okay so i i put them around six and ten Miami Dolphins, three and ten. Red Bear overrated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? We're gonna start with Bach for that one. They're gonna be terrible. They're gonna tank this season. Tank for Tua tank? I don't Ooh. I don't think it's for Tua, but um I, I don't think they're gonna play for anything this year. They know it. I mean you could tell by the, the moves that they're making. I, they traded for Josh Rosen, but that that's a future move, not this season. They're going to be bad. Okay. Red Baron? Uh, three and ten, just right. <laughs> that's that's Dolphins True. 2019 football. You're missing three games, but the Dolphins may miss three games too, so that's all right. <laughs> uh, Start your fantasy guys against Miami next year. Yeah. <laughs> um, early pro tips from Mock Sheen. Um, New England Patriots, 12 and four. Red Baron? Oh, God. Uh, right on par. You know, I just, they're the Patriots and this, this, and that. Mock Sheen? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No explanation needed. Okay. Uh, New York Jets, 5-11. and 11. Red Baron? Um, overrated and by only one game. <laughs> uh, I, I decide because, because of the Patriots, and uh, they're going to play, what, a third-place schedule this year? Yeah. Uh, no. For, fourth place. Fourth place they were last? Yeah. Yeah, they had the third pick. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's one of those things. Th- those fourth-place teams that they're playing against are better than the Jets. So it's just... It's <laughs> Which is kind of sad to consider. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to hop over to the NFC East. Jets are underrated. Oh, sorry, we skipped Mock. Mock, <laughs> tell me about the Jets. I think the Jets can win more than five games. I mean, they beefed up the defense. I'm not totally sold on Darnold, but I think he's going to be that serviceable guy. The offense isn't horrible. I think they can win more than five games. Okay. Think, of, think of what we just said. So the Patriots are going to win 12 games. No one else in that division is going to win more than six. Well, my, my thinking is, and I was saying this before, only one team is going to be represented from the East, and three others are going to be represented in whether the, the South or the West. I just I feel is those teams in the East are too weak to contend with the likes of oh, Houston. Yep. You know, If that's how that division goes, the Patriots aren't a real team. <laughs> well, it's been the argument forever for 20 years they've been a I team know. playing by themselves alright hop it to the NFC East Mock take it away with the Dallas Cowboys at 9-7 and seven. uh god underrated okay um 
God, this makes me sick. <laughs> get get I mean, get ready for it because you're doing going first on the entire NFC East. <laughs> I mean, you have the the Cowboys who were probably the biggest surprise as a defensive unit last year. Their defense was no joke. Um, you know, they brought in Amari Cooper, who set the league on fire once he got into Dallas. Prescott is Prescott. He's not going to win you games. He's not going to lose you games. He's he's Alex Smith light. Um, and then. Elliot is Elliot. That's a team. As far as I'm concerned, and I hate it, it's the Cowboys' division to lose going into the season. I think they they can be an 11-12 win team. Gross. Reed. I know. Uh, underrated. I think Dallas wins that division outright. Um, I think they win 12 games. Uh, Elliot for me is the real deal, and I think that's enough. You know, the defense is stout. It's it's fairly young, uh, and I think they'll they'll rock and roll. All right, Mock, take it away with the New York Giants, four and twelve. Oh God, um, I, I'm only saying underrated because I think they can win at least five, six games. Um, I mean, we traded Odell, but the the defense is okay. It's not good. It's not terrible. Um, I mean, we still have offensive weapons and Tate, Shepard, and Barkley. Oh my god, you guys have a little data. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, so I, I think they can win more than four games, but not more than six. I'll ask both of you when we get to your respective teams. Mox, this right at you. What would be considered a win for your team this year? What would be considered a success? Uh, anything else? Anything lower than this would be a disappointment of a season. Hmm. Barkley not getting hurt. Um, I don't know. I mean. It's tough because <laughs> I want to say Eli retires, but it, I just meant team performance for the year, not something that happens. But that's what I mean. Like team performance wise, there, there's nothing they can do that's going to make this year a, a success because they're not building towards anything yet. I mean that Daniel Jones plays well. It's just we we know that Eli's on the way out. So as long as they hang on to him and just let him kind of sputter around. They're not building towards anything. Um, Fair enough. You know, if come week five, Daniel Jones starts and plays very well, then yeah, that that to me is a success. Even if they don't win the games, if he plays well, then I can look forward to it. But right now, there's nothing to look forward to as a Giants fan. Fair enough. All right, Reed, take us away. Prediction is 4-12 and 12 for the New York Giants this year. Uh, underrated, I kind of agree with Mock. I think they, they have the potential to win like – Six games. Okay. Um, I just feels though, uh, you know, offensively, we don't know what we're gonna get out of Eli. You know, we hope for the best, but we, we don't know. Um, this is the first time we're gonna see. Not the first time. I guess we're gonna see now. Um, uh, Shepard kind of being the one, you know, all the way, and we'll see if he can pick up the, the pieces. And I think there's hopes that you know. Spoiler alert! No. <laughs> uh, and we see if you know. Uh, Barkley doesn't have a, a sophomore slump. Okay. So in the defense, you know, it's it, it, they lost their their best piece, and now it's just kind of like, well, where do we go from here? So this will be a big year for Evan Ingram. Yes, this, this is contract big... year, isn't it? Uh, uh this, no, is this is his third, third season. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right, I'm curious to see what you guys have to say about this. Mock, take it away with the Philadelphia Eagles, 11-5. and five. Overrated. Okay, let's hear it. 
Uh, I think the Eagles will be maybe a nine and seven team. Uh, I don't think Carson Wentz is going to pan out to be the quarterback we thought he was going to be even two years ago. I think he's going to get hurt again, and this time Nick Foles is not there to to bail that team out. Okay, Fred Barrett. Overrated. Uh, that's an eight and eight team. Uh, wow. Uh, I like I like the defense, uh, but I agree a lot with Mock said. Um, I don't think Carson Wentz has been the quarterback. The injuries have absolutely killed him. And if he's any growing momentum that he's needed, he hasn't been able to get. And it just it seems like it's like a, a rotating door running back. And it just you know the year they won the Super Bowl was just the, one of the best sports stories. And I just I don't see that happening again anytime soon. Eight and eight. Okay. Mock, take it away. Washington Redskins, six and ten. Um, man, they think the Redskins are gonna be better than the Giants. I think the Redskins are pretty much right on par there. I mean, Case Keenum is a probably the most serviceable quarterback we've ever seen, other than Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> um defensively they're all right. It, it's just they're a team that always kind of plays spoiler. Like they, they never just win two games. They always win five or six. Um, so I, I think they're right on the target there. Okay. Uh, we're going to jump over to the AFC North. I got my, my Ritzkin. My Ritzkin. Oh, God damn it. I'm bad at this. <laughs> hey, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, I, I actually get overrated. I think, the, I think the Red Teams are going to be a 2-14 and 14 team. Wow. I think this is a team that just absolutely craps the bed this year. Nothing wow. goes right. Uh, and I, I, just, I am a big hater, actually, of uh, uh, Dan uh, Dan Schneider. Schneider, I can't remember his last Dan name. Dan Schneider. Schneider. Schneider, yeah, Schneider. He, he does the pretzel thing, too. Um, <laughs> bad GM, in my opinion. Always he buys too high. And, He's not uh, even a GM, though. Owner. Owner, but he's got his hand in in the pail, always digging around for something, and uh, yeah, I, I just think that team is gonna be doomed this year. You need to dump your private sock back in. What the hell was that? I didn't drink it. Oh, all right. I don't plan to. Just tainted um, the whole batch. That's all right. It's tainted anyways. Have you have you tasted this thing? Um, jumping into the AFC North, take it away for the uh, Baltimore Ravens, nine and seven. Red Baron. Uh, I think that's. On par, I think th- I think that could be a nine and seven team. Um, and the Ravens, they 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 play very well because because they're playing for Harbaugh. You know, they, God, you guys are gonna hate this predictions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, a, he's a good coach. Uh, so a lot of times it's like the, 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 he's a good motivator, and uh, it, it's evident when they when they go out in the field. Um, defense, it, it's kind of it's people are ready to write him off. Uh, I, I'm not exactly ready to write them off yet, but I think they're definitely in uh, a worse position than they've been in the past. Uh, offensively, I have not really any idea what to expect. Uh, they're not going to light it up, but uh, they'll stay in games. I think nine wins is appropriate. All right. Mock? I think they are overrated. I see the, the Ravens as a, at best, six-win team. Their defense is not going to be there to bail out Lamar Jackson when he fumbles four times a game. <laughs> um, the, I mean, their defense got decimated this offseason. Everybody's gone. Um, offensively, who's he throwing the ball to? Uh, I, I just don't think that team is built to win this year. It could change in the next couple of years, but this year they're lucky to win six games. All right. Uh, we're going to move on to the uh... – 
Cincinnati Bengals. Take us away. We have six and ten. Overrated. Six and ten. They expect the Bengals to win. For for their sake, I hope so. Uh, the Bengals will win uh, four games this year um, on the back of I don't even know who. Uh, I just don't. That, that team is going nowhere fast. They don't. They don't have a plan. Uh, the 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 Dalton thing, in my opinion, is not is not working out. You know. He's either injured or throwing interceptions, so it's just <laughs> four and ten or four and twelve, rather. All right, Mock. I also say overrated because I think the Bengals are the team that's going to tank for Tua. <laughs> I think they're lucky to win three games. Um, Dalton, the experiment's over. The only bright spot is Joe. Can you really Mitchell call him an healthy. experiment for how long he's been there? <laughs> but but that's all it is. I mean. He he's all done. AJ Green to me is still an, an elite, talented receiver, but he's always hurt. Joe Mixon's very good, but again, he gets banged up. The defense isn't good. The the this is a team that's going to be bad. All right, take it away for the Cleveland Browns. Probably one of the most divisive teams in the league this year. Ten and six. Um. So I'm not going to say overrated. The difference is I'm going to say it's, it's nine and seven. Um, I think we discussed in earlier in the hour. Uh, the hype is there. I, I think there's a lot of promise in that squad, and I, I think there there will be a lot of bright spots. But I think there'll be growing pains with with uh, Baker. Um, I, I just see nine and seven, and, and you know I, I think there's there's a lot to look forward to in, in Cleveland. Machine. I. Okay. I think that that is an underrated projection. I think at best, or let me, I'll go with the other. I think at worst, the Browns would be eight and eight. That's at, at their worst. Okay. I think this team also has the potential to win 13 games. Okay. Because their, their division games always are tough. They can, you know, it always comes down to a field goal, whoever happens to be kicking. Um, but realistically, I think they're an 11 and five team. And I think that's enough to win that division this year. All right. Here's going to be the divisive part. Pittsburgh Steelers, 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, I think that is underrated. I think Pittsburgh has the potential and will win that division at 10-6. and six. I think this is a very close division on a average scale. I think there, what's going to happen is a lot of these teams – all these teams are going to split, you know, one, 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 each, one, one, one and except the Bengals. And yeah. I just think that Pittsburgh will notch out the better uh, conference record uh, to go to go ten and six and win the division. Okay, um, I'll ask you the same thing that I asked Mock for the Giants. What would can be considered a letdown for this season? The absolute line between success and defeat. Uh, I think the biggest letdown uh, for Pittsburgh would be have a Losing a record in the division. Okay, I think that would be the biggest letdown. Not even missing the playoffs, having a losing record in the division would I be think considered it would, because you know the, the Steelers have have missed the playoffs with uh, better better records than than not. So, and the Steelers haven't had a losing uh, record in I can't even remember the last time, a long time. Okay, but I, I think not even not because they they've missed the playoffs. You know, three times I, I think in the in the. 2000s, 2010 era, whatever it is, uh, 
three or four times, and I think they, they've never finished with a, a losing uh, division record. So I think that would be a big letdown. Okay. Mark, take it uh, away. This is a, this is another tough one because I I don't I I'm gonna say it's underrated because I I think that the Steelers are a ten and six team this year, but I do think at their worst they would be an eight and eight team. Okay, and and I say that because I think early on at least and I've I've said it to Kyle I think through weeks one and two maybe we're gonna see Ben struggle without Antonio Brown. Um, I mean say what you want about Brown he's been Ben's safety blanket for what the last six, seven seasons. Sure. Um, you know, we, we saw it last year where James Conner played well, but that team was missing Le'Veon Bell. Yep. Um, I think you're going to see a little pains with Ben and they may figure it out, but I think those two games will cost them. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say underrated. I think they're a 10 and six club. All right. We're moving back to Mark. I didn't forget about it this time. <laughs> All right, we're moving to box sheet washable. Starting off with the NFC North, take it away with the Chicago Bears prediction ten and six. Uh, I say underrated. I think they're at least a twelve win team again. Um, Trubisky is slow, is showing very slow growth, but growth is growth. Um, I think that defense is for real. Um, Offensively, that that's a team they can move the ball. Um, I think that they keep rolling and they can win at least twelve games. All right, Riddler, ten and six. Ah, fuck. My name is the Red Baron. Yeah. <laughs> you <Ready>? ignorant <laughs> slut. As he sp- as he spills the private sock. No, I'm not even drinking that. I don't have anything to wash it down with. I'll take it later. Well, grab grab another beer. No. Uh, I or can't. Have, I gotta drive. Have a Rita can grab. There's another like a percentage beer in there. Just a, a mouthwash. Red Bear, yeah, take it away. Chicago Bears, ten and six. Uh, underrated. I think the the Bears are a like Mike said a twelve win team. Uh, the the defense I- is for real, and I, I just think they're gonna just wreak havoc on everyone. And I think that's enough. All right. Uh, Maxine, Detroit Lions, six and ten. I think that's right on par. I mean, even I love Matthew Stafford, but I think he's a guy that's hurting for a change of scenery. Um, the defense isn't that great. And outside of Marvin Jones, I mean, th- there's not much there offensively. Um, I think 6-10 and 10 is right where they'll be, possibly okay. even generous. Red Baron. Six and ten was the projection. Yeah. Um. I guess I guess that's kind of on par. Um. You know, it's it just it for me. It's it's interesting. Um. I, I just I feel as though it's going to kind of be a, a Bears dominated division. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of similar to that of uh, the AFC East. I feel I just think there's a lot of question marks. Um. In, in in the north, and I just I don't I don't see a lot of teams delivering this year. Machine, take us away with the Green Bay Packers, ten and six. Uh, to me, that is overrated. Um, yes, they have Aaron Rodgers, but uh, what else? <laughs> yeah. Who's their running I back mean, again? <laughs> exactly. Um, 
what was his name? Aaron Jones. Oh yeah, I forgot about Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, I mean he he was a good back when they gave him the ball. Yeah. For whatever no, they reason, like they, they didn't give him the touches. And um, you know, Devontae Adams is a is a very good wide receiver, but their defense is still not good. Um They spent I a think, lot of capital into that this offseason though. Yeah, but but even still, I mean we've seen these teams spend a ton of money on defense and it doesn't always work out. The giants a few years ago. Um, God, I remember that spending spree. The Rams last year. Hey, our defense was fine last year. We got to the the Super Bowl, bitch, but but that's not the, the defense was good, but for the, the players that they acquired, no one should have scored more than 14 points against the Rams last year. (laughs) They, they shouldn't have. Talib was out for nine games. I know, but I mean, you you had to leave. You get Peters. You sign Sue. You trade for Fowler. It's just that that defensive roster. I don't was even a want Fowler. Team. I don't want even. I don't want Fowler to be included on that. Fowler was not worth the third round pick we traded for him. But but really, like you look at that roster. That was a Madden roster. Yeah, it was a it was a dream it's, team, is what it was. But we see that where they they spend a ton, and it happens more often on defense. I I feel anyway than offense, where they sign all these big time free agents. And it and it doesn't pan out how they think. I don't right. I don't know what the difference. I mean, I guess offensively because you know a wide receiver can't catch every ball, unless they're called Jerry Rice. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like they can't catch every pass in a game. Like unless they can Jerry catch Rice. all they can catch all their targets, but it's not like Jerry Rice got fifty catches in one game. You know what I mean? Like. The ball has to be distributed. In defense, it's a little different where you're you're tackling the ball carrier. Yes. So, it, I don't know. It's just a different dynamic. Um, but, yeah, the, the Packers, to me, are at best an 8-8 eight eight team. At best. You heard it here first, folks. Right, Baron? Uh Overrated. Like, I actually agree 100%, Mark. That, that's an 8-8 eight eight team. Uh, I think... Uh, there's not a doubt in my mind that you know Rogers gets hurt again. I just I just feel it. I just, and what is I, it collarbone? <laughs> collarbone, elbow. Funny you know. story about the collarbone. Uh, back in our college days, whenever Riddler and I would play Madden, uh, I'd play as the Rams, <laughs> oh, yeah. the Bears. Every single game we played, it did not matter what team we played as. I would end up breaking Jay Jay Cutler's collarbone. Every single game <laughs> Good, without that fail. Guy sucked. <laughs> Paul loves him so much, but he was terrible. You heard it here first, folks, in many other places. Yeah, I was going to say, they didn't hear that here first. <laughs> Mock Sheen. for a decade. Mock Sheen, take it away. Minnesota Vikings, 9-7. and seven. Uh, I'm going to say this is underrated. And it's because I think that the Vikings can go out and be an 11-12 win team. Their defense is still good. I mean, it's still very good. Um. You know, they went out, they kept, who, who was the guy, that Anthony Barr? He came back. They still have, you know, some of the most top-end defensive talent in the NFL on their team. And they have probably two, I, I was going to say the most dynamic, but they're not. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, you have Adam Thielen and Stephon Dick, who are, who are bona fide wide receivers. They're both They're good, very they're good. good, no doubt about and, it. And you have Kirk Cousins, who to me is like the king of mediocre quarterbacks, but can throw the ball relatively well. Dalvin Cook's going to get hurt, but he'll give you five good games. Um, is, is is Kirk Cousins the new Andy Dalton line? 
I he's better than Andy Dalton. Okay. But I guess he could be the new one because Dalton's gonna be out of the league soon. But right. But yeah, um, I I think they can be an eleven twelve win team with the talent they have. Red Baron. I think overrated. I think that's a seven win team. And like I said, I just feel like the Bears defense is is for real, and th- it, it, that's enough. I think they're just going to terrorize the quarterbacks. And, and I mean, I like Kirk Cousins a lot. It just, you know, he just there's something that he lacks. I don't know if he's just he does he just talent. <laughs> well, it's not a, like he can throw the ball. He's fairly accurate. It just he does he's not in, he's not intense. The most intense moment was the you like that. And I don't think oh, that. Come on. Give me some Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Ooh, wee! Like that's like the most emotion we've ever seen out of him. That one time, it just you know, you know Tom Brady. I hate him, but he's you know, at least he's like you know yelling at his offensive line. You know Kirk is just like smiling, like looking at the clipboard. Good game, guys. Good game. Yeah, it's it's, it's there's no intensity there, and you know the team. You know, when are you just going to admit that you like Tom Brady? Never. Well, you know, if we ever get a place together, maybe. <laughs> but that that will be the uh, that will be the moment. All right. Yeah. Said, we buy a house just so I can hear you say it. He, he shoots me an email. Hey, saw the show. Thinking about getting a place together. <laughs> Tom Brady is my favorite player of all time. <laughs> How does Hyannisport Cape Cod sound? <laughs> I'll be there. All right, gentlemen, we're halfway, so we're going to speed things up real oh quick. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. We're, no. No break. And this no is break. this is a fun segment though. Yeah. I'm liking it. I'm actually having a shot of private stock to, uh, to spice things up. A spice things up. Oh, the, the gas tank <laughs> just had a freak out moment. <laughs> All right, so halfway through, we're gonna rock and roll through this. Red Baron, you're starting us off on the AFC South. Start us off with the Houston Texans going nine and seven. Uh, underrated, but only barely. I think it's a ten and six uh, team. Um, I like the Texans a lot. Um, as a homer and uh, just a, a football watcher, um, I think there's there's a lot of talent there. Um, I think Watson can deliver. Uh, I think that that de- that defense, when, when the defense is on, the the they can they can change games. There are times that that defense isn't on. It's it's very fluky. I don't know why this is one of the weird teams that. They they sometimes just don't deliver and it's 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 evident, but when they're on they're on and so I think it's enough for them to win ten games. All right, Maxine. Yeah, I mean I. It's tough because they have so much talent, but it never seems to like come together. Uh, nine and seven, ten and six to me is pretty spot on. I mean, Deshaun Watson to me I think has the potential to become a top five quarterback at some point in his career, especially knowing that he's paired with, you know, probably the best receiver in the league right now, DeAndre Hopkins. But like Kendall just said, the defense sometimes has these great games and then some really bad games. So I I, I put him right in that nine and seven range. Overrated eight and eight. Red Baron, take it away. Indianapolis Colts, 10 and six. Um, Underrated, um, I think. Wow, I think the Colts get it together this year. You say um, that like a team didn't just make it to the divisional playoffs last year. Well, I, I say it by like they, they win more uh, commandingly. I guess you know okay. th- th- this year would be the year that we see Andrew Luck really have an explosive season. Um, 
where they go out and they, they win 12 games and they beat their opponents by like 15, 20 points. Okay. Uh, that's kind of what I'm anticipating. Uh, I, I just – that division is very up for grabs. Uh, and I just feel that they – they of the, the teams, I think – of the three teams that I feel kind of will, will jockey for position kind of have the, the, the strongest influence – and have the, the the best chance to, you know, take over. All right, Bakshin? I think that is underrated. Okay. I think the Colts have the potential to be a, ten, a 12 to 14 win team. Um, I mean, they, they could have been that last year. We just had to watch Andrew Luck shake the rust. Um, this is a team that their defense – very quickly went from god-awful to very good. Um, their offensive line is super talented. They have, you know, Marlon Mack, who I think can be a top-10 running back, and they have good options behind him as the change of paces. Um, Andrew Luck this year, I think, is going to be back to the Andrew Luck we know and love. 12 wins minimum. Okay. All right, so up next we have probably the most divisive one on this division. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of weird words you're throwing Did, around there. Are you, are you trying to do division? <laughs> Divisive in the division. It just felt weird to say. Jacksonville Jaguars, 8-8. Eight and eight. Take us away. Um, You know, I think 8-8 eight and eight is actually very on par. Um. You know, the, with the signing of uh, Nick Foles there, I think there's a lot of hope that they'll they'll capture that magic of that Super Bowl season. And I think there's some potential there. I just, you know, I feel like there's more more question marks uh, than answers there. The defense is good, um, but what I'm seeing after last year, not great. And I think that 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 trend continues. I think we see the same defense we saw. Last year, not as dominant, uh, a team easily frustrated, uh, one that doesn't take over games like it did two years prior. Uh, bless you. And I just I don't see Nick Foles going out and having three touchdown games. Come on, this is Big Dick Nick we're talking about. Yeah, I don't. I, I witness history, but I see Nick Foles being out. Uh, the guy goes out there, he throws a touchdown and throws for two hundred and thirty-seven yards. Okay. And, and and that's just about it. And the Jaguars, the games they win, they win by a field goal. You know. I uh I think eight and eight is is their best case scenario. Um, I I don't think that they're that great. I think Fournette's going to be frustrated all year when he's not hurt. Um, Jalen Ramsey can't stop talking and then getting burned. Um. It's a team that, at best, I think they're 8-8. Eight and eight. Okay. We're going to move on to the Tennessee Titans, finish out the AFC. Uh, I'm sorry, we're going to finish out the AFC South. We still have one more AFC division to go. Tennessee Titans, 7-9. and nine. Um, Overrated, but but in that same realm. Uh, so for me, that's a 5-6 a win team. Um, you know the the Titans they, they they show promise. It seems like Mariota perhaps is not the guy. Uh, you know he's good. It's just you know I don't know if he, he fits a pro scheme. I, I I don't know. He he runs the ball effectively. He he can make the throws, but he just he doesn't have a command of an offense. I feel 
Um, he plays hurt a lot. Yeah, so I guess, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I like Derrick Henry, you know, Solo's, you know, battles. Derrick Henry's a good running back. He's a very traditional running back. And, you know, per, perhaps that doesn't fit in with this throw-happy NFL, but he's a good running back. He's serviceable. Um, so that's a bright spot. Uh, defense is old, and I, I just think that the, the three other teams in that division are just better, and that's kind of what it boils down to. So it's a five-six win team for me. Sheen? I say overrated as well. I mean, this is, again, a team that as much as I like Marcus Mariota, and I think he can be very good, there's just no offensive weapons around him. Again, I like Derrick Henry, but there's no one to throw the ball to. Delaney Walker, I think, just had his 85th birthday. Um, <laughs> you send him flowers? <laughs> I mean, they, uh, who's a wide receiver for Tennessee? Uh, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just they, they don't have the team around him. Um, at best, five wins, maybe. It's just the the front office is doing Mariota a disservice if they plan to stick with Mariota. If the plan is to move on from Mariota, then I get it. But if they if he's their long term option, they're doing him a great disservice. Yeah. Moving on to the NFC South, Machine. How, how many are left? We have the NFC South, the AFC West, and the A- NFC West. Three oh more. Yeah. All right. All right. Wait, you want to go to bed, Mock? I'm I'm falling asleep over here. No, oh, we God. got this. Come it's on, right. it's a normal show night. You got you got a you got a half hour on you? I I got it. All, All right. right, we're gonna do this. Atlanta Falcons, eight and eight. Let's go, Mock Sheen. Eight and eight. I say underrated. I mean, this is a team that last year their defense got decimated by injuries. I mean, even off they lost Devonta Freeman. He's coming back. You still have Matt Ryan, who I think is still a good quarterback. I don't think he's a MVP caliber, but he's still good. You have Julio Jones. You still have Calvin Ridley. Is, is Sanu still there? Yeah. Uh, no. No? Are you sure? No, I'm not. But I thought he was. I thought he was there for a little while. But um, but now you're getting all these defensive pieces back. This is a team, that to me, that's going to win at least 10 games. He's still there. Sorry. Um. Yeah, I, I I agree. Um, you know, the Falcons are the perfect team of, of flip floppers. Good one year, bad the next. Good disagree. Year. We're gonna talk about the that team next. <laughs> uh so I think that the Falcons are underrated. I think that's a twelve win team. I think they'll be. You know, you can never you know gauge injuries, but I think this year the luck will be on their side. They'll be less injured. Uh, Ryan will perform. I think they're really big on uh, the wide receiver they drafted. Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Yes, thank you. Um, I think they're really big on him. Uh, Brother Ryan Ridley just drafted by the Chicago Bears. <laughs> and it, as long as Julio Jones is suiting up, you know that that guy is a a menace to any secondary out there. So I think they they got a lot of promise. I think it's a twelve win team. Moving on next, the most flip floppy team in the NFL, the Carolina Panthers, is an even year or an odd year. They are seven and nine right now. Take it away, Mokshin. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say underrated. I think last season we saw Cam Newton playing with a dead arm. He he was playing hurt. He wasn't able to throw. Greg Olson was hurt all season, and and they were still a decent team. Um. I think McCaffrey's going to take a step forward this year. I think Cam returns to form. Um, 
Greg Olson, I mean, I don't know. He's another one. He's old and hurt. But I, I think that this team can be a 9-7, and 10-6 and six team. I don't think they're going to set the world on fire and make this big playoff push, but I think that they can win some games and step make a step forward. I disagree. I think that team is right where they're at, seven and nine. Uh, I, I think you know. The, but you're wrong. <laughs> I think the best of Cam uh, is behind us. I think we saw a lot of great Cam Newton. I mean, the guy can still play football effectively, but I just think the 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 influence that he has, uh, you know, on the field is not there anymore. McCaffrey, I think, will be explosive. Um, Olsen, I, I, he's just been getting injured now. I just think he, he's getting to the point where he's thinking about probably hanging it up. Uh, and defensively, it's not the, the, the same squad as Super Bowl 50, you know, obviously we've seen it and it just, it it hasn't returned. Um, so I I just think they're, they're, they're seven and nine. They'll be seven and nine. All right. Do they still have Cameron Artis Payne? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he plays football anymore. Cause I know that guy screwed me a couple of times in fantasy. Uh, that guy may have like a chop shop. In South Carolina. Cameron Artis Payne is still playing on the Carolina Panthers. Really? Yeah. Last year at 19 carries for 69 yards. Wow. Well, good for him. 19 for 69? Yeah, he had a two-yard average. Yikes. It wasn't so, great. Well, maybe he was, you know, he was moonlighting at that chop shop. You know, who knows? <laughs> Guys, All right. got to go. My shift starts in 20 minutes. <laughs> We're coming back to a team that is tied for the second highest prediction. Uh, New Orleans Saints, 11-5. and Makshin takes away. I think that's pretty on par. Um, as good as Drew Brees has been, we're seeing him throw the ball less. Um, outside of Michael Thomas, I don't think they have any really big receiving threats. You never know. Doug Baldwin's available. Listen, Doug Baldwin is not going to play. <laughs> that's where I'd go um, if I was Doug Baldwin. But- but again, now I'm thinking, I mean, I'm not totally correct in saying there's no, I mean, they have Jared Cook, Kamara's deadly out of the backfield, but now it's the Kamara show. There is no Mark Ingram. Uh, um, they have Taysom Hill. I don't know if you recall. Yeah, but that that's a guy, he's just quarterback sneaking. Now here's a guy. <laughs> but the Saints, I, I, I think 11 is right on par. Um, their defense still isn't that great. I mean, their defense gives up points. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if that if the offense will be able to keep the pace that they had last season. Take a step back, but that's where they're at. I but that's like it's hard to look at eleven wins and say that's a step back. I mean, that's still a very successful football season. Yeah, it's, it's just, Super Bowl we, or bust for them this year, though. I think. Uh, I think they can make a run. Red Baron, would you care to chime in? Yeah, I think uh, – do I care to chime in? I'm the other guy here. Come on now, Mass. <laughs> um, 11-5 is, is on par. I think they play second fiddle to um, Atlanta this year. But I think you know Drew Brees is still effective. To the day he retires, he'll be effective. Um, I just – I don't – I think we see a return of Atlanta and New Orleans both going uh, to the playoffs. Um it was a very intense a yawn yeah. there, Mark. I thought we were. Yeah. I thought we were in like a tunnel for a second. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm fighting for you, fellas. I, I do agree that you know the Camara being the guy now, it does kind of cast some like, well, can this guy deliver or not? 
Um, but I, I don't think that will be a problem. And I, I think that the defense proved to us last year that, hey, you know, we, we can stay in games and, and we can generate some turnovers. And I think that's good enough. All right. Um, this should be probably the easiest one on this list. Tampa Bay, 6-10. and ten. Mock? Uh, I mean, I'm trying to, trying to run through their roster quick. I mean, there's, there's exactly. nothing in Tampa. You got Jameis, you got Mike Evans, you got – you don't even have Geno Atkins on the defensive side of the ball anymore. Deshaun Jackson is gone. You got Bruce Arians there. Uh, Geno Atkins? He was a buck? No, not Geno Atkins. Um, who's the other defensive tackle I'm thinking of? McCoy? Gerald McCoy. Gerald McCoy. Again with the G um, in the first. I don't – like, even I, – I love Mike Evans, but that that's a team that I look at and I'm just like, eh. Like, yeah. the – Jameis, I, I think Jameis is going to be a backup next season. Um, six wins is is their high. I mean, I don't I don't think they win six games, but Bruce Arians is a good coach. So overrated. Got it. <laughs> uh, on par, six and ten. You know, just that the, the division is too good, and they're not going to succeed in it. No. It's just one of those things, you know, like, like Mock said, you know, Bruce Arians is a good coach. I, I think he can mold a, a lot of talent. Uh, I, I just feel as though that offense is going nowhere. I don't even know the direction they're going. It's like, hey, we got Mike Evans, and uh, yeah, hey, that's, this, uh, this is <laughs> yeah, what we got. that's Let's what we got. trade Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, and I just, you know, I, I've never really cared for Jameis Winston. Uh, I, I don't know. I just Let's see some W's, boys. Yeah. We'll be waiting for the rest of the league, so yeah, no uh, 6 and 10. Denver Broncos, six and ten. Take us away, Baron. Um, underrated. I think that that team uh, can win nine games. Uh, we we discussed kind of in a little bit length before. Uh, I think Flacco will benefit from the change of scenery. Uh, I really like the running game. I, I think that they will do as well as they did last year, uh, and that defense is really good, in my opinion. Yeah, Von so. Miller. And I think Chubb uh, uh, Chubb will really, you know. Yeah, so you know I'm doing the form. finger thing? Well, I got no one to do. I can, Matt said I could do it. I, I did it. I'm doing it. Oh, okay. I'm All sorry. Right. I couldn't see you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I think, very similar to Kendall, but I, I think that the Broncos at best are 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, I think Flacco plays well, but again, like the defense – has lost pieces. Yes, you still have Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, but Chris Harris has showed that he doesn't want to play for Denver. Um, and and there's I mean I guess there's no guarantee on any player, but Emmanuel Sanders is always hurt. On the field, he's talented, but he's always hurt. Sutton, we could see step up and be a one maybe. And Philip Lindsay is great, but he's another guy that got hurt towards the end. Royce Freeman was very hot and cold. So they can win more, but I, I see them finishing around an eight and eight type team. Kansas City Chiefs, this is going to be a fun one. Baron, take us away with their prediction of eleven and five. Um, you know what I? I'm I'm going to say overrated, but just barely. I think that that team wins uh, ten games. I think they they go ten and six. Um, some question marks there. Uh, offensively, we don't we don't know what 
Uh, it's going to be like without, you know, Hunt and with the, we don't know what the Hill situation is going to pan out to be. Uh, Mahomes, I think, will be fine. I think he'll he'll play well. Not 50 touchdowns, good, but uh, he'll play good enough. He's a great competitor. And, you know, I think he, there's some people that just kind of get the game, they get the position. I think Mahomes will be fine. That defense is atrocious. Um, but the mantra for Kansas City last year was outscore. And I think they can kind of do that again, like in a microcosm. Uh, so I think 10, 10 wins is appropriate. Do you think they win their division? No, I don't. Okay. Mark Sheen. Uh, the Chiefs. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think they're going to be the team they were last year. Um, their defense is bad. I mean, yeah, they signed Tyron Matthew. Okay. Um, they they lost their two probably most explosive weapons. I see them being a nine and seven team. Do you see them winning their division? Uh, no. Cool. Let's go into what we <laughs> what we know is going to win that division. Baron, take us away with the L.A. Chargers. What's their projected record? Twelve and four. I agree. Uh, I think that's a perfect um, record, and I think they will achieve that. Um, I think you know Rivers is still playing well enough. Uh, <laughs> I hear, I hear a lot of snickering. Because uh, now, now that what you're saying, I hear you talking. Those are... You know, this whole, I don't know if it's the allergies or we're, we're drinking or what, but. Dude, I'm it's dying tough. so it's bad. tough in here. I don't know. I have on like three different allergy pills. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm really big on uh, Melvin Gordon there. I, I, I think that, you know, he, he can deliver. Yeah. Uh, Still, Antonio Gates, he, he's kind of in the twilight of his career, but, you know, the guy gets it done. Uh, I think Hunter Henry will return to form. Um, and that, that defense was kind of a surprise, in, in kind of, in my opinion. Not that they were bad, but just like, you know, they, they stepped up in a lot of ways. And I I think they're, they're the team that kind of is in the driver's seat now for the West. They might have the best safety duo in the league between Derwin James and Sir yeah, Adderley. For sure. Maxine, 12 and 4. I think that's right on par for them. Um, I mean, Philip Rivers, the last couple of years, I think has been playing like his best football. Melvin Gordon's a stud, although I think this next season he gets scaled back a bit. Um, I think Austin Eckler will take on more work. Um, but they have a very good defense. They have a good receiving core. They have, they have all the proper pieces you need to be a good team um so i think yeah 12 wins is is right on par let's finish out the afc west with the oakland raiders red baron take us away five and eleven uh yeah i think that's actually on par um they made a lot of big moves Derek carr is a good quarterback He's fine. Uh, I just think that this is going to be the year uh, where they kind of try to figure it out. Now, you can make the argument they've been trying to figure it out this, this whole time, the, you know, the past two years, you know, since the post, post-air car injury. Um, I just feel like, you know, they're, they're making the right strides. It's just that, you know, they're in a division that's just – teams are better than they are at this point. And I think, you know, they're in it for the long haul and it will pay off for them late. 
Uh, when they but get right, to Vegas. Yeah, when they get to well, you know, maybe that's all it takes. You know, they get the momentum. They know, the fan base will always be with them. Uh, but I think at this stage in the game, uh, they're a five-win team. It's just my feelings. Machine. I uh, I agree with that. I, I mean, we said it before. I think at best they win six, seven games, and that's really if everything comes together. But I, I think I realistically they're five wins. Okay. Uh, for the record, per the 2018 schedule, like going off those records, Oakland has the hardest schedule in the NFL next year. Wow. Yeah. Um, you have to figure the division they're playing in, plus, you know, they're right. playing like the Bears and stuff yeah. like that. Um, let's finish it off with the last division, NFC West. Mark Sheen, take us away with the Arizona Cardinals, 4 and 12. Um. <laughs> bit of a laugh I mean, there I think that's pretty fair um, considering it's a team that has an absolutely terrible offensive line a average to above average I guess defense and not much happening outside of David Johnson I mean Kyler Murray who knows um, but to me I don't see him coming in and being an immediate game winner um, I mean, Fitzgerald's going to do Fitzgerald things, but I mean, that guy's like 500 years old, so you can't put your, your whole season on him. Um, so yeah, I, I think four or five wins is right where they'll be. Cool. Red Baron. Uh, I'm going to say slightly underrated. Uh, I think that, that the team can win, win six games. Um, uh, Mock brought up a lot of good points. Uh, you know, that, that that defense. I don't even know what to say about him. Um, Come on, flatter me. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think that you know, you know, Kyler Murray will live up to some of the hype. That there will be some moments where it's just like absolute explosiveness, and those those moments will be enough to win them games. Uh, yeah, I just I just don't think that there. Is it enough there with that team, like weapon wise, uh, to translate to more wins than that? Uh, but I, I think four four wins is projected. Yes, uh, I think that they they could probably string together, you know, a, a couple more than that. So, all right, uh, Machine, take us away with the one that I hate the most: <laughs> San Francisco 49ers. They have an eight and eight projected record. Huh. This is an interesting one because their starting quarterback we haven't ever really seen play an entire season of starting quarterback. I'm not I'm personally not sold on Garoppolo. I think he's another New England quarterback that looked good in New England. Um I mean there there's not much there offensively. Matt Breida is whatever, but he's a guy that somehow looks like he gets a career-ending injury every week and somehow plays the next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, McKinnon's coming back, but wide receiver-wise, there's not much there. Defensively, who knows? I mean, Nick Bosa, yeah, is good, but he hasn't played an NFL snap yet. So 8-8, eight and eight, I think, is a decent guess to give them. Uh Tell yeah. me, right. yeah. Uh, I actually like uh, Garoppolo a lot. Uh, I think he's the real deal. 
Um, but I, I don't have the pizza shop. He did. He did. In fact, uh, last time the pizza shop was in business was actually at your house, Mass. That's true. Uh, <laughs> that's the last time the place was uh, cooking uh, cooking up calzones. Uh, unfortunately, you know, th- th- there's just too much. What is going on over Mark in Massachusetts? Is getting, Mark is getting prepped for bed. Blowing his nose. Sounds like the curtains and like. Uh, and it was curtains. Good call. Yeah. It's just we haven't seen anything from Garoppolo, and, uh, and until we do, there's not really much to go on. The, the defense is, uh, you know, great. Uh, it's it's a it's, it's a defense that you know. It's can, a defense. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's a defense that they they play the position. It's an eight and eight defense. Exactly, and that's all you can go on. It's just you know. Uh, Brita is... They're the biggest wild card for me this year. Right. I mean, they, they could turn out to be explosive. They may win two games. I, I don't know. So I think, you know, somewhere in the middle eight and eight is a very fair assumption. One of the things that made me laugh uh, reading this prediction uh, is talking about how they ended last year. They ended 4-12 uh, as a dumpster fire thanks to a series of injuries so complete and devastating that it might as well have been an Egyptian plague. <laughs> which is very funny to me. Um... Seattle Seahawks, ten and six. Machine. Um, see, this is another interesting one because the Seahawks defense, you know, is one aging, and the Legion of Boom is gone. Um, they don't have an established run game, although they are a run-first team. Russell Wilson, to me, is a top-five quarterback. I think he's one of the best in the league but he doesn't have viable throwing options, at least just, at the moment. And he just lost his safety blanket. Exactly. So to me, 10-6 and six is is a lofty goal, but, I mean, Russell Wilson, I, I can't count him out, so I'm, I'm going to say that's right on par. So let me ask you, do you remember how much they, or what their record was they finished with last year? I, I don't off the top of my head. No, I'll check it in a minute. Um, but last year, everybody wrote them off saying this was a rebuilding year. Um, I did. I yeah, thought they were a 4 team too. last year. Well, I didn't think they were that low. I thought they were going to be at least 7-9. and nine. Um, But they came storming back. In your opinion, do you think they got better? Um, I think that Pete Carroll always finds a way to win with players we don't know. Uh, case in point, Doug Baldwin being <laughs> a undrafted wide receiver and yeah. being a top five quarterback's favorite receiving weapon. Yeah. Um, it really is an interesting case study to me because you always got the Patriots who you can never count out because you know they're always going to win, but they're always built like a team that's going to win. Then you got the Seahawks as a team that you always want to count out because of the way that the team is built, but you know you never can because. They're the motherfucking Seahawks, and they find a way to ruin shit. <laughs> and god damn it, just pisses me off so much. Um, I think Red Baron is trying to grab a beer. Let's see. Yeah, he's sneaking back in here. Um, oh, god. <laughs> <laughs> Was yeah. that like a knee to the table? Uh, no, nah, I think he caught a cord. Um, <laughs> so, Red Baron. Bakshin has told us that ten and six is just where the Seahawks are going to finish. What do you think? I think that the Seahawks are. I think. What was the projected? Ten and six. Ten and six. Um, I think that's slightly overrated. Um, I think you know, 
that Russell Wilson is that dude and he's that good. Um, I just think that team will take a step back this year. Um, you know, the same step back we've been saying that they've been taking for the last 10 years. Um, yeah. Moxie, to answer your question, they finished 10-6 and six last year. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, they were a team that we thought was going to suck last year and, and they made the playoffs. Yeah, I think that just this year, you know, we'll see a, a team go. They'll go eight and eight. Uh, it'll be the Russell Wilson show. It'll be just fine. You know, he'll, he'll move the ball around. He'll be just as effective. Um, I just think that the, the defense is, you know, the Legion of Boom. We we've said it a million times that the Legion of Boom is, is no more. Their defense is kind of kind of lacks any sort of identity. It just, you know, it just kind of they're people are placeholders. Uh, so yeah, I think that, I think. The, it's overrated. They'll go eight and eight. All right, gentlemen. Last team. The Los Angeles Rams have a projected record of ten and six. Machine takes away. I uh, I put that right where I think they would be. Okay. Um, I think Gurley gets dialed back big time next season. Um. With that being said, I think they they'll still move the ball. I mean, Goff can move the ball. You still have Cooks. You have Cup coming back, um, and and you have Josh Reynolds, who I think is probably one of the most underrated wide receivers to me in the league. Um, and and you have Robert Woods. I mean, <laughs> they they still have a very good offensive team, and defensively they have all the star power you could imagine. It's just they got to play together. Yes. Um, so I, I put them in that 10 and 6, 11 and 5 range. Red Baron? I think un- underrated. I think the Rams would be just as good as last year, if not better. I just, you know, you go to the Super Bowl and you don't deliver. It's not an uncommon occurrence, you know, for, for good teams. You know, Dan Marino went to the Super Bowl and laid an absolute egg, essentially. Um, I think that that team will return to form. I think that team will win the division outright. That that that's for me. That's that's a fourteen win team. You know, you know. So what, did like Mar- what did Marino do the year after that goose egg? They 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 went they went Marino basically the years that he wasn't injured, they always played well. I mean, I, I mean, Mark, we're talking. Do you know the answer to that question? I don't. Okay. I'm just, I, mean, I was curious. I mean, we're talking about the 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 late '80s. Uh, that uh, I mean, I think Marino went twice. I think he went to the Super Bowl twice. I mean, I could be wrong. I have to double check that, but um, but he didn't didn't deliver. Um, sorry, uh, but yeah, I think that 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 team is in in no trouble. You know, I don't think there'll be a Super Bowl hangover for this team. Just because of the nature of how effective that defense is, um, age, age, and I think that that it's the best team in that division, and it will be evident. Bracket break. <laughs> bracket break time. Oh I didn't God. hit it right. Try it again. There, there you go. go. Bracket break. Yes, you want me to fix your thing? Sure. All right. So, being that we have a small supporting cast tonight. Um, Rita actually was kind enough to draw us up a bracket tonight. Uh, I don't know if Baron knows what the bracket is. I certainly don't, and I know Mock doesn't. So this is going to be interesting. Red Baron, do you know what this bracket is? I have no idea. I had no <laughs> idea that she even had any idea what a bracket was. Hey. So, so, so this is going to be interesting, everybody. 
Uh, Rita, take us away with your bracket. You may so, want to put your headphones on because Maka's going to talk. Well, I can I can hear them. They're so loud okay. that I can, I can hear them. See, I just heard them cough. All right. Um, so, a disclaimer. I don't know how many... I know it has to be an even number, but I don't know how many like total pairs there have to be, so I just did ten pairs. All right. All right we'll, we'll see. Let's it. see how, how it goes. And there's no east or west or whatever. It's just That's fine. Just, just give whatever. us your bracket. Give it's, us your bracket. Yeah, give it to us. Let's go. All right. So for the first part, well, the title is Athletes Turned Actors. Oh, all right. There are a few WWE superstars, but they were not the basis on which this was based. All right. Okay. I don't hate this bracket already. No, it should be good. All right. Chuck Norris versus Andre the Giant. I'm taking Andre, if only for his role in Princess Bride, because I fucking love that role. You know, I I, I got to give it to, to Chuck, because Chuck Norris just, you know, he, he transcends, you know, the role. He was, he was the first meme. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, you know. Maxine? Can you repeat the question? <laughs> Chuck Norris versus Andre the Giant, athlete turned actor. Chuck Norris. All right, Chuck Norris is moving on. Next, and I purposely put these two together after I did my research. Howie Long versus Terry Bradshaw. Ooh. Uh, I got to give it up to Howie Long, if only because he's Chris's dad. Uh, Terry. Terry. I got to give it to Terry. I'm sorry, man. Terry Bradshaw is way more ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I know you got to be loyal. I understand it. Um, but Terry Bradshaw, I mean, I, w- I wish he was in more stuff, honestly. Did you know he was in Everybody Loves Raymond? Yes. <coughs> I don't remember that. I honestly. saw him the other, I saw him on TV the other day and I was like, is that Terry fucking Not Bradshaw? Not to mention his role on uh, The Masked Singer. That's true. Oh, but he was in a, like a lot of movies. Uh, there was a movie where he plays like somebody's dad and he like walks in on like a couple like Getting it on. Yeah, that sounds like a very Terry Bradshaw thing to do. I can't think of what movie it is, but... All right, what else have we got, Rita? All right, Lou Ferrigno versus Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger, come on. Mock. Arnold. All right. Yeah, come on. Lou Ferrigno, I mean, he's great and all, but come on. All right. Also, other disclaimers, some of these people, I'm not really sure who they are. Right. But they were on a list, so here we go. Cool. I know who The Rock is. I would hope. So The Rock versus Jim Brown. Jim, Jim Brown? Brown? Really? You don't know who Jim Brown is? He no. played some football. He no. played some football. He okay. played some football. Mean, you know, <laughs> basically one of the guys who revolutionized Jim, the position. Jim Brown was in Mars Attacks. He wins. <laughs> Jim, Jim Brown is the greatest running back to ever yeah. play the game. Jim Brown. Um, who was he going up against? The Rock. Oh, The Rock. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't really like The Rock in any of his movies. The Rock, heart, hands down, fucking The Rock. I, I, listen, I love him as a wrestler. He's a great character. <laughs> I love I'm not into his, it. His roles are so stupid half the time. It's great. I, I get it. I, I don't know. All right. Carl Weathers versus Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Airplane alone was yes. good enough for me. All right. Second division. <laughs> Or whatever. Second round. Yeah. That. We gotta hurry up. Shaquille. Oh. O'Neal. And then the other one, I don't know which one is more politically correct. 
Bruce Jenner or Caitlyn Jenner? I know Caitlyn now. Well, but... Shaq. Shaq, regardless. Okay. Shaq. Well, I don't want anyone to, like, come after me. No, no one's going to come. What? I mean, Shaq does, like, the Icy Hot commercials, so therefore. <laughs> he was in a movie. Oh, in the, in the general. Well, I know that. Don't forget the general. Oh, that's right. He's in the general well, car insurance I, commercials. I mean, he's just, like, one of the greatest, like, across the board personalities. Okay. Shaq Fu. John Cena. Versus Bob Eucher. John Cena. Uh, John Cena, I guess. If only for his role in the Marine and how over-the-top stupid it was. Okay. Michael Jordan versus Jason Lee. Michael Jordan, Space Jam all the way. Michael Jordan. Mock? Jordan. All right. Okay. Hulk Hogan versus Rosie Greer. Hulk Hogan. Machine. Hogan. Yeah. Um, the last one is Rick Fox versus uh, Brian Bosworth. The Boz. The Boz. Oh, yeah. Rick Fox movie. I think. He was in Holes, right? Was he really? He was in something else, but I didn't read what it was. But yes, Holes. He was in Holes. That's the only thing I could think of. He was in. He, he was, was Sweet Feet. Oh my god, he was. Because, and here's another dumb Rita moment, I thought that um, the guy who's on one of the Sports Center shows, who kind of looks like Rick Fox, but recently just retired from whatever sport it was that he played, you you would know him as soon as you saw him, but... Jason Taylor? No. <laughs> no. We'll figure know, that out at a later time. All but, right. We're um, going into the second round. Yep, so this is... Rematches. Chuck Norris versus Shaq. Give me Chuck. You know, I'm I'm gonna err on the side of Shaq on this t- this one. You know, Kazam. Oh, really? I We're giving it to Shaq over Chuck. Listen, I get it, I get it, but you know, Chuck Disa- is disappointed. Chuck hasn't been in like anything recently. You know, for Isn't a great Expendables pay online. Go to the general and check sometime. You know, just like he was in Expendables. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. Where you made a Chuck Norris joke? <laughs> John Cena versus Terry Bradshaw. Da, 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 da. I'll give it a Cena just because he's in a lot of stuff recently. Mock. Uh. What are the two options? <laughs> Mark, Mark we're we're Mark almost is... there. We gotta get through this to so get, get social, then we're out of here. John Cena, <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. Nah, Terry Bradshaw. Cena's a terrible actor. John Cena. Cena's moving on. Michael Jordan versus Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, Jordan. Schwarzen- oh, I give it Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Dumb. Schwarzenegger. Hulk versus Jim Brown. Oh, Jim Brown? Jim Brown. Jim. And then Brian Bosworth versus Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. All right, so Kareem gets a pass because I don't know how to do math. So it's Shaq versus Cena. How does this bracket work? (laughs) Don't worry about it. We're just going with it. I do want to see it afterwards, though. It's just a sticky note on my computer that I keep typing and re-erasing. Good. All right. Continuing on. Shaq versus Cena. Shaq. Cena. Shaq. 
Ugh. Take that, John. You scrub. Arnold oh, versus Jim Brown. Arnold. Jim. Uh, Red Baron, you better make the right fucking decision here. The Governator is coming for you. Yeah, I'm going to give it a Schwarzenegger. All right. Fucking so this time coat. Shaq gets a bye. <laughs> All right. Arnold versus Kareem. Kareem. Arnold. Oh, come on. An airplane is better than any role Schwarzenegger has been in. <laughs> Put the cookie down. <laughs> it's not Kareem. a tumor. Mock? He said Kareem. Oh, I didn't hear it. Kareem. You have your headphones on. No, I. you were talking over him. Oh, and finally, Shaq versus Kareem. Yeah, see, this is the good way to end it. See, the bias worked. Kareem. We lost Mock. I said Shaq. Oh, here he is. He's back. You were reconnecting. So you're you're the uh, tiebreaker. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Airplane wins. Airplane is one of my favorite movies. Therefore, it wins. I All like right. brackets. Uh, we're we're gonna gonna hit, hit the bell. Hit the bell. That's how, it, uh, that's how it ends. Bracket break. There we go. You've only been on every show. <laughs> I'm very busy. I don't understand. All right, Mock, uh, did you do a Twitter poll this week? No. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, we have just enough time for some uh, some beer reviews yeah. and uh, where we can find us on social. Uh, Matt, you want to tell us about uh, Super Duper Double Citra? Super Duper Double Citra is pretty super. It's a lot of Citra. Three stars. I'd get it again. Nice. Uh, you know, I left my, my beer book over there. I'm going to fill it out on the fly. Um, All right. I'll do a review right now. Do I you have, have a pen? Uh, I don't, but all right. that's all right. Uh, I had uh, from Beard Brewing in Stonington, Connecticut. Like to go there sometime. It's a cool spot. Let's see if I can catch this pen. Didn't catch the pen. <laughs> um, you like it a juice? Uh, this was a, a beer that Souls bought a couple weeks back, and I uh, didn't have a chance to try it till now. Um, it's a dull IPA, seven um, percent. Uh, percentage there. Um, I don't remember how much it costs. This is probably like that. $13 range. It's pretty good. Uh, it's kind of on par with a lot of these uh, IPAs that are kind of trying to do that juicy uh, type thing. Um, I mean, it, it was good. I would definitely get again. I'll, I'll give it uh, three stars. Absolutely would get again. Uh, pretty easy drink. Not too heavy. Um, and I finished off with uh, a beer that I had already. Uh, it was Citra Brow. Um, it's all right. You know, not much to say about it. Cool. Mock, how is that American wheat ale? It was not that great. No? Tell us about it. Um, I mean, could definitely get the, the bread, like the wheatness. Um, as it warmed up, it, it got worse. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't care for it super much, but I guess I would get it again. Like if if it was there, okay. Uh, three stars. Okay. What'd you finish off with? You had the you had the Budweiser, right? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get into those. Oh, all right. So <laughs> we don't even need to review them. Uh, but you know what, Mock? Where can they find us? Listen, you guys can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is gswd underscore four. Be sure to subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Anywhere and you can. Oh, th- God. 
There may be an announcement. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm I I I don't do that normally. Okay, I tried. Well, he, you know, I didn't I didn't think anyone was gonna try and take that cue because we whiffed on the Twitter handle one. So I figured we we're just rolling through. All right. But uh, we may we may have an announcement coming soon. I'm trying to. I, I got something in the works. Oh, that's exciting. I like stuff in the works. Um. All well, right. I mean, before we sign off, too. Next Monday is a, a big moment for us here at Getting Sports with the Drunk. Well, let's just uh, hope we actually have people here. I, I think we will. This, to, right. this was a, a very uh, unique set of circumstances. I had fun. Uh, listen, you know, we had some technical difficulties in the beginning, but, you know, I think we put together a, a decent show. For on the fly as we did? Yeah. For on the fly. You know, uh, you know, Mock, you know, escaping in from Massachusetts for work. You know, Riddler couldn't make it. He was sick. You know, Jeff couldn't make it. Kyle couldn't make it. I, I think this was this was a good show, for for what it's worth. Rita you know? chiming in for her bracket. Now, Rita Rita bailed us out, you know, uh, late, and uh, it was fun. Not not a traditional uh, getting sports with drunk show. I mean, the last time we only had three people on uh, it was probably what you Souls and Riddler. Well, or there was you, I want, actually there was a, a time this past summer where you know uh, Mock and Souls were coaching baseball. And it was just. Uh, Riddler and I for the end of the show, but for an entire show, just like three people. We're talking way, way back. Um, so, you know, it worked out fine. Yeah, you I know? think it did. So Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily needs. Yeah, I get kind of late on that. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to sprinkle that in there. But, you know, Masso, I give you some give you some credit because, you know, you, you, uh, you, you kind of stepped in. Oh. A faceplate came off the outlet. God damn it. All um, right. Well, it was a fun night, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. And, <laughs> you know, it was a good time. I'm happy that this didn't happen for the 100th episode, but I'm happy that something like this did happen because it was a lot of fun just trying to do this on the fly rather than trying to pre-plan this. But with that said, I'm Mass. Uh, I'm Mark. And I'm the Red Baron. Later, fellas. See ya. Yeah.